hearing problem? Why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is celebrating the new year all month long with incredible deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Check out the new 2017 Rogue S all-wheel drive for just $172 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, Nissans are up to 20% off MSRP. That's right, up to 20% off MSRP. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. I-525 at 104th. Driven by you. 36 months, at least 12,000 miles per year. VIN HP 543682. Two or more available. Residual value 14100. Security deposit with approved credit. Excludes GTR. All prices include 599 Plus tax title and license offering two At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do. Jesse Trujillo! He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Marty O! He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson! He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat! And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only... Vic Lombardi! Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. As a Bronco fan, I don't know about you guys, but that was tough to watch. It, it was just tough to watch. It was brilliant. It was amazing. But you know exactly why I'm saying it was tough to watch. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. Joined by H.W. Will Peterson this morning. James Manchester Merrillat is in Vegas, either enjoying himself or crying in his beer. I don't know yet. We'll find out a little bit later. Um Immediate reaction when you saw that, H.W., what, what went through your mind? Well, you, you know, and you hinted at it, Vic. It was Raheem Moore, right? I, that poor kid from New Orleans is is the new Raheem Moore. We will yeah. always remember Raheem in Denver, but that's what it was. Now, I, I guess we'll ask this question several times during the course of this show. Um, do you think long-term, when it's all said and done, which play is more historic? Which play was worse for the losing team? Was it the Raheem Moore play that eventually thrust Baltimore into the next round in the Super Bowl? Or was it that play where everyone assumed Drew Brees was moving on to Philadelphia? Which play, and it's almost impossible to answer this question the day after, because of the one we just saw last, but which play do you think will go down as the worst play for the defense? Mm, I'll say this, Vic. The Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl that year 
I don't know if New Orleans was going to win the Super Bowl, so I still lean towards Raheem Moore being worse. Man. But here's the difference in my mind. Marcus Williams and Raheem Moore. One's – what was Raheem Moore at the time? A second-year player? Marcus Williams still a rookie. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to spin that as that it's okay the rookie messed up. It's he could mess up. But if Raheem Moore lets him score, which he did, it's still a tie game. The Broncos still had a chance to win that game. In fact, they had an entire overtime to win the game, which they could not. The finality of yesterday, I think, was more apparent than anything I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, it's over. Mm-hmm. There was no finality in the Broncos' loss. It was more shock and dismay. But there was still an entire overtime to play. So based on that alone, Will, don't you have to believe that yesterday was worse? It was the walk-off factor is what you're saying, yes. right? Yeah. It was a walk-off home run. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I get that, but, but Vic, the Broncos had won 11 in a row. You and I both know that the, the next weekend was a 60-degree day here in Denver. They would have hosted New England here, and then they would have beaten Colin Kaepernick in New Orleans in Peyton Manning's hometown. They were going to win the Super Bowl if Raheem Moore doesn't happen. Yeah, but you're working on assumptions now, and the assumption is the Broncos do this, the Broncos do that. We can only work on what we saw, and what we saw were two young safeties, Raheem Moore and Marcus Williams, trying to make a play that if they had to do all over again, they'd have been a lot more cautious and a lot more conservative. The whole, you know, Raheem Moore, we know what he was doing. All right, he was trying to go up and get the ball. We get that. Marcus Williams, I still don't know what he was doing. What, what was the intent there? What, why was his head bowed? Was he trying to make a hit at the same time? Was he trying to avoid the penalty? What was he doing exactly? I, I don't know. That's a good point, too. At least Raheem had a huge lapse in judgment, right? A huge error. He look, I always say this. He looked like a 12-year-old in Little League trying to judge a fly ball. Marcus Williams were, were still not clear I have no what idea. his thought process was. I, he looked like an old man with a bad back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The ball's in the air. The ball is being caught by Stefan Diggs, and he's holding his lower back as if he's trying to make a ta- I have no idea what he's doing at that point. Now, if the ball is caught, and it would have been caught regardless, great route, by the way, perfect throw. Lucky, but perfect. If the ball is caught, Minnesota still lines up for a field goal, okay? They've got, what, a 48-yard field goal attempt to win the game. Sure. So whether he scores a touchdown or not, it was a great play. But I just don't understand why he went in there as if he were an elderly man clutching his lower back. That's the part of the play that even afterwards when he tried to describe it, we will hear from Marcus Williams, I don't get it. That, that's the beauty of sports, right? You break it down to the every detail on what's what happened, what went wrong, what went right. And we will forever ask, what was Marcus Williams thinking going down there with his head, his head bowed and his back hurt trying to make that? T- I don't get it. Mm. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't get it either, Vic. And it's it's the thing is too though. And I heard your argument there that they they still would have kicked the field goal. They were out of timeouts. Are, are we sure he couldn't have tackled him in bounds and just ended the game? Well, sure, if he would have got to him at that angle. But I mean, it was a seven route. He was trying to get to the uh, out of bounds marker. You know w- w- what's more impressive about that play is that the Vikings flooded the field with three receivers on that side, okay? They had three receivers on that side of the field. All three of them ran really good routes, 
but you knew all along that it was going to go to Diggs on that seven route. They're calling the play seven heaven. That's what they called it. It's the Minnesota miracle, but the play is seven heaven because he was running a seven route. He was a deep receiver. He was going to get to the out-of-bounds marker there, past the out-of-bounds marker, and that's exactly what he did. You know, and, and I know Case Keenum got lucky. Listen, the ball was caught. It was a great play by a receiver. But he could not have put that in a better spot. You can't. It's impossible. Where else are you going to put that football? It was perfect. Everything about it was perfect. This is why we watch HW. That's sports right there. That's why we watch. Well, and it's totally why we watch because, Vic, let's be honest. Did either you or I really care if the Saints or Vikings won that game? No. No. In the grand scheme, now, was I secretly saying, okay, Drew Brees, this is cool, man. You know, the, the old fella marches his team down the field in less than a minute. Did you see how workman like, by the way, his his drive was to regain the lead? Did you mm. see that? Too much time. Yeah, they left was. him way too much time. Yeah. I mean, did you did everybody in America know with a minute whatever left on the clock that Drew Brees was gonna make the make things happen? I mean everybody knew that, right? Of course. Of course. But it, it, it's just it, it we they left Brees too much time. And then because Marcus Williams went all Raheem Moore on us, Drew Brees left the Vikings too much time, and that's what's crazy. All right, we have so much to catch up on this morning. What a wonderful weekend of sports. Again, this is why we watch uh, not only the NFL playoffs, but other happenings around town. I guess it's really icy over there, so be very careful on your commute in. Let's kick things off with big news right now. What made headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. All right, speaking of ice, red hot. How else can you describe the Colorado Avalanche? Headman pass, shovel ahead. Here comes Kerfoot around Klingberg. Down front, score! Oh my goodness! A highlight real goal by rookie Alexander Kerfoot. We're going to hook up with Peter McNabb at 9 a.m. The Avs extend their win streak to six games and counting. They win in Dallas on Saturday despite several pathetic calls going against them. Man, that is a sign of a dangerous team, by the way. When you can win despite the whistle, despite the officiating, and we'll, we'll talk to Peter in particular about the calls that I thought were atrocious, but whatever. They still won the game. We're not talking about the refs this morning. We're talking about the fact that the Avs have won six in a row. They are the hottest team in hockey. Nuggets lose. Outlet pass, Murray. Murray, shovel pass behind him to Forbes for three. Got it. Timeout, Denver Nuggets are getting blown out in San Antonio in the fourth quarter. They're down by 21 points. I was at the game in San Antonio, and that's the first time in a long time that you felt hopeless and hapless, right? The Nuggets have been in most every game for the last month. In every game, they've had a chance to win. Not that game. They had it down to six in the third quarter, and then the Spurs went on this run, and you just had the feeling, let's get the hell out of Dodge. Let's just go home because there's no chance to win. NFL playoffs, we mentioned one game. There were three others this weekend. Second and ten. Bell back in the backfield now. And now he motions out of there. So it's empty again for Roethlisberger. Three right, two left for the veteran. He's in a shotgun. Dropping the throw. Steps up. Now he's going to get hit. Ball is out. The ball is out. 
Delvin Smith picks it up and runs along the right sideline. Inside the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Delvin Smith is running back, and it's a touchdown for Jacksonville. You know, I'm going to give the uh, Saints-Vikings game a 10 out of 10. I have to give that one a 9 out of 10 for Jags-Steelers. That game was just crazy. That, that game had a little bit of everything else. I mean, if if the Jags and Steelers doesn't go to the tilt the way it did like that, I wouldn't know what to think of the football weekend. But what a finish in Steeltown. Big Ben throws for like 100,000 yards, and yet the Steelers lose. And now the rest of the free world is going to rely on Jacksonville to win in Foxborough? Good luck with that. Next. I'm not going to rule anything out in regards to any player. So I know that uh, the next month or so, uh, there's going to be a lot of action. You know, players will be on the move. And who knows, some players might stay. All right, that is sound you heard here. And we're going to hear a lot of this in the next week or so. Because the bottom line, the Broncos, the Rockies, the Nuggets, the Avs, everyone's going to be making some sort of move, right? Well, maybe not the Avs. The way they're playing, they're just moving. But the Rockies, they finally get another deal done. Their infield is set. DJ LeMayhew locked up. Bud Black was on with us a few weeks ago. The Rockies are looking smooth, man. The Rockies, of all the teams on the radar here in town, who do you think is most likely to win a championship next? Who would you put number one? It's got to be the Rockies, right? It's got to be the Rockies, Vic. No doubt. We'll go into more detail on what they did. The Broncos, what they're going to do next week at the Senior Bowl. I think half of it is what you see on film, and the other half is figuring out what kind of guy it is. And in college, you're allowed to be a kid. You know, you come to the NFL, and the expectation levels rise. What gets you here is your swagger and your confidence as a quarterback. If you got a chance to play in the NFL, and that's what gets you here, and you can't be afraid of it. When was that, Sam? That was from John Elway's last press conference that you and I were both at. Man, it feels like forever, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. John Elway and the Broncos are headed down to Mobile, Alabama, where they have requested to coach Baker Mayfield. This is an open audition, is what it is. We cap it off with another big win by Tad Boyle and his buffs. But this guy making threes all night, 6-10 from behind the line, 26-10 and 10 for George King as a senior. That's how you went on the road, the leadership, the production. King was really, really good tonight, and a big reason why Colorado was able to come in here and get a W in Pauly. First win ever in Pauly Pavilion for Boyle and the Buffs. That's a pretty damn good road trip, taking one out of two. Now... Would have loved to shut down Andy Enfield and the boys in uh, Trojan land. But the fact that they wanted Pauly, pretty darn good. Coming up next, right here on the Vic Lombardi Show, our piping hot takes. Don't forget Joel Dreesen at 8.30, Peter McNabb at 9 a.m. We'll hook up with Pat Rooney. More on that CU game on the road at Pauly at 9.30. Pack show. It's Monday. It's a Monday after a crazy weekend of NFL football. You got Altitude 950. Broadcasting. All day long in this icy haven called Denver. We're back after this. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on the Monday edition of Kreckman and Harris, we recap the epic weekend that was the NFL playoffs. 
Plus, we will have Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider, on to help us understand what's going on in Dove Valley. We'll also have your reaction between Avs and Ducks, who's skating a little midday matinee. Also recap the Nuggets weekend. How did they look in their Sega Baba in San Antonio? Craigman and Harris, 3 o'clock Monday. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Where do you go for the most advanced appliances and get a true try-before-you-buy experience? Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. You have many choices when it comes to shopping for appliances, but there's only one place where you can actually try over 200 fully functional appliances in beautifully designed kitchens. All of the latest advances in appliance technology live so you can see them in action. We sell it, we deliver it, and we install it. Our friendly sales staff will help you navigate the options as our executive chef demonstrates the product's capabilities. Then, Colorado's best in-house delivery and installation team will ensure your new appliances are professionally integrated into your home. Come experience the difference at Mountain High Appliance, where you're guaranteed to feel like family. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Nathan McKinnon. Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at ColoradoAvalanche.com. Go Avs Go! Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank. Member FDIC. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. While multiple delays exist for your commute across the Mile High City, both directions of I-70 completely shut down east of town between Manila Road and Bennett. The weather has also forced police to close both directions of Highway 85 between 136 and 144th. Both directions of I-25 extremely slow from the Longmont area down to 128th. And in the Tech Center area, we're dealing with a crash north on I-25 just after Arapahoe Road. 
Three lanes of the highway are blocked at that spot and causing traffic to crawl back to C-470. This traffic report is brought to you by the Rock and Roll Marathon Series. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for 2018. Don't miss the best in-class running experience where miles of music motivate you and bands and fans line the course. Register now, runrockandroll.com. I'm Dustin Thomason with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Here comes Klingberg through center ice. Down the wing for Bennett at the puck. Couldn't gather in, but Klingberg can. Throws in the ab zone. A foot race. Banged ahead for Como. Two on one. Here comes Como in with the yellow. Blake shoots, and he scores! Blake Como! Sit inside the near post on Bishop. And the Avs have taken a 3-1 lead. So I was in San Antonio Saturday night. I missed the Avs game, but anytime you can go on the road and beat a team that's in front of you in the standings and do it the way they did, having to overcome some suspect calls, we'll get more into that later with Peter McNabb, the Avs are on a run, and it is fun to watch. They're doing it without their starting goaltender, Semyon Varlamov, who missed another game, and yet they win again, and they win after a five-day layoff, which was great. You know, I, I hearkened how much I hated that layoff. Even Nathan McKinnon said the same thing. See, that's why I love Nate. That's why I love McKinnon. They were sort of wired the same way. Mm-hmm. Who needs a stupid bye week in the middle of the season out of nowhere? Vic, you know what's funny is I was, I was texting a little bit with Mark Mosier on Saturday morning, and uh, this isn't me speaking out of turn, but Mosier was just telling me how focused the team was. And I thought that was cool because, you know, I think we all privately worry, ah, you got a bye week, you went out and about, some guys left the country, some guys went home, some guys probably went to Vegas or L.A. or whatever, and yet Moj was telling me this team gets it. And that, to me, was very encouraging of, hey, listen, I hope you boys had some fun because you deserve to have some fun, but I also hope you come back focused, and did they come back focused in a big way uh, getting two points in Dallas and not giving them a single point, that was huge. I'd like to know what what's changed because I keep getting that all the time. What's different about the Avs? And I, th- that's a two pronged question. Obviously, we'll talk to Peter McNabb more about that because the Avs are a different team than the one we saw last year, certainly, and the first part of this season. Right now, let's get things going. James Manchester Marilad is on the road in Vegas. Uh, see how he did over the weekend, man. I don't know if you guys saw those shots of uh, Vegas folks in the books, mm. uh, waiting there, watching the final seconds of each game. <laughs> hey, was the over-under blasted out of the water in that Jacksonville-Pittsburgh game, by the way? What was the over-under in that game? It was 41 and a half, and they covered in the first half. <laughs> That's insane. Insane. That's insane. That's nuts. That's beautiful. That's sports. Let's go. Piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter and Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Okay, here's what we saw over the weekend in the National Football League. And tell me if I'm wrong here. Because everybody keeps talking about it. Everybody keeps touting how you don't need, suddenly, an elite quarterback to make it in this game. Because, hell, Case Keenum won. He's not elite yet. He'll be the Vikings quarterback of the future, but he's not elite just yet. Blake Bortles went into Pittsburgh and won. Blake Bortles went into Pittsburgh and put 45 points on the board. He's not elite. Right? 
Nick Foles? I don't think elite comes into play when you describe Nick Foles. He won. The only elite quarterback left in the National Football League playoffs is Tom Brady. That's it. You got one HOFer and the rest are just eh. So now everyone's saying, okay, um, you don't need an elite quarterback to win in this game anymore. To which I respond, really? Let's not fall for the same thing I fell for. Let's not make the same mistake Vic made. This is where we need Manchester to set me straight. All of us straight. It'll happen every time and again. Yeah, it'll happen. Occasionally you'll get somebody to run a seven route and you throw up a prayer and the guy catches it and the safety forgets how to tackle and you win at home in dramatic fa- Yeah, yeah, it'll happen every once and again. But I tell you what, give me that elite quarterback and the road to the Super Bowl is suddenly a lot easier because let's not forget who the quarterbacks were in the Final Four last year. Let's not forget that, okay? Brady, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben. Those were the quarterbacks a year ago. More often than not, you still need an elite quarterback to get to where you want to get. And I'll leave you with this. For those of you who continue to contend that you don't need it anymore, of the four remaining teams left in the National Football League playoffs, who are you going with? Who you got? Who do you think's going to win? It's the guy with the Hall of Fame quarterback. It's that team. It's Tom Brady and the Patriots. Do you really think that Jacksonville's going to win there? Eh, maybe. But where are you going to put your money? You're going to put it on the QB. Yeah, I'll take my elite QB and take on the field every time. It's still a quarterback-driven league no matter what we saw this weekend. Sad, but true. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. MVP! MVP! That's what Nathan McKinnon is right now. It's 1-1 in Dallas on a Saturday night. We're all ticked off that Marcus Mariota and the Titans can't go to Foxborough and get a win. So we flip over to the Avs game, and this is what happens. It comes up and out now for Pitlick, and he's on his horse to the Avs zone. Sends it through Johnson. Avs pick it away. Good play by Greer. Peels behind his cage in the first Z. He'll work it up the boards, sends it up ice. McKinnon with speed, one-on-one to the Dallas end. Holds, looks, and shoots. Score! Nathan McKinnon! It went off of Bishop and in. Way down low. And the Avs have taken a 2-1 lead. MVP. Vic, we had Greg Wyshynski on this show, who's the national hockey guy, who told us he is the MVP of the NHL, slightly ahead of Alex Ovechkin, and then in Dallas in a monster game for the Avs coming off a of bye week, Nathan McKinnon, 6.33 into the third period, gives the Avs a 2-1 lead. They go on to win 4-1. They play today at 1 o'clock at the Pepsi Center. As the kids say, it's going to be lit at the Pepsi Center today. I expect another sellout or close to that. It's MLK Day. Happy MLK Day. Go Avs, go. You forget how fun hockey is when bad hockey is being played. Well, the Avalanche are playing great hockey right now and are becoming must-see TV and must-listen radio every time they hit the ice. This is fun, Vic. This is fun. Nathan McKinnon, your NHL's MVP right now, and the Avalanche keep rolling. Let's keep it rolling today with another two points over at the Pepsi Center. Boy, you're all in on this hockey will stuff, aren't you? You've invested. You are thoroughly invested. Are you going to watch again in Moj's booth? Because I'd love to do that. we got to give that away as a prize from now on. Yeah, no, I'll be over there today. I'll, I'll be there uh 
you know, kind of working the game. I'll, I'll probably hang out with Moj a little bit. I'll I'll bounce around the Pepsi Center a little bit, get the vibe of the the building. But Vic, I mean, I I, I know you're the Nuggets guy, right? Yeah. And, and I and I get that. And I think the Nuggets are going to make the playoffs. But aren't you a little jealous of Kyle Keefe right now? Oh my God, yes. Because there ain't nothing like playoff hockey. You know, I'll I'll even vouch for that. And I've seen every sport. There is no sport that changes its demeanor, its complexion more than hockey come playoff time. One sport during the regular season, next gear in the postseason. It is a completely different beast once it gets to the next level. And if you told me the Avs, here we are mid-January, are now on pace and have a chance to get to the play playoffs? Playoffs? Wow. What a job. Jared Bednar will join us as he does every week, by the way, every Wednesday at 7.30 on this show. It's the Avs and Ducks this afternoon at Pepsi Center. A 1 o'clock start on MLK Day. See if they can make it seven in a row. This uh, win streak, by the way, six straight, the longest since what, 2014? Yeah, and, and it's a huge day for the Avs. You don't want to be dramatic. You don't want to o- o- overstate it. But, I mean, look at the standings, right? Anaheim has 49 points. The Colorado Avalanche have 49 points. You need to win this game, and preferably you want to win it in regulation. Don't let Anaheim escape with a point. Get two and leave them, send them home with zero. Coming up a little bit later, Peter McNabb, 9 a.m. this morning to preview the Avs and Ducks at Pepsi Center this morning. We'll hook up with the Harvester, Joel Dreesen, at 8.30 on a crazy weekend of NFL playoff football. Be very careful out there. I understand they're shutting down some roads, man. I-225. Full closure between Parker and I-70 because of the ice. How bad is it out there, bro? Dude, you should ask Dan Tanner. He jacked his car up on the way in. Wait, wait, wait. Dan, get on the mic. What'd you do? What'd you do, man? You must be in a bad mood. Yes, I am. I was coming in. I got here around 5.30, and uh, I hit a patch of ice and and rammed my car into a curb, so I got to go get an alignment after this. So did you feel the car go off after that? Did you were you drive it all weird on yeah, the way? Oh in? yeah, it was really wobbly. So be careful out there, peeps. Oh, that sucks, dude. Right in the, dude, I remember when I was with my buddy Sean Hart back in the old HF days and he was trying to do donuts in the parking lot, icing right into a curb like that, and all of a sudden the the car looked like one of those little miniature hot wheels. It couldn't even run. So was it that bad? Yeah. No? Yes? It was. Just expensive, dude. It's a it's a traffic accident on the way to work. Put it on your P card. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You got the Vic Lombardi show, Altitude 950. Have you ever heard the saying, New Year, New You? Here comes Kirk for the run. Playford down front. Score! Oh my goodness! This is the home of your 2018 Colorado Avalanche. A highlight real goal. Alexander Kerfoot. Six wins in a row. Went up and over T-Kettle. The Avs host the Ducks this afternoon. Pre-game at 12.35. Moe's has the face-off at 1 on the home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Here's your National Western Stock Show update. Brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Today's highlights include the MLK Junior African American Heritage Rodeo in the Coliseum. Tickets and info at nationalwestern.com. Regular grounds admission includes free kids activities, livestock shows, western art exhibits, and Colorado's largest western trade show with acres of food and shopping. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Your local John Deere dealer is Four Rivers Equipment and proud to be your working partner. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing. 
meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Do you ever think about your garage door? I mean, you don't, really. It's one of those things you hit the button and it opens. But what if it doesn't and it's snowing? Sure, you can just get out of the car and go into the house, but how come it didn't open? Family Garage Door will come out to your house and do a 21-point winter inspection. Balance, level, and align the garage door, lubricate the moving parts, and tighten the hinges. Just $49. So you can go on not thinking about your garage door. Schedule your inspection at FamilyGarageDoor.com. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is celebrating the new year all month long with incredible deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Check out the new 2017 Rogue S all-wheel drive for just $172 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, Nissans are up to 20% off MSRP. That's right, up to 20% off MSRP. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. I-525 at 104th. Driven by you. 36 months, at least 12,000 level miles per year. Vin HP 543682. Two or more available. Residual value 14100. Security deposit with proof credit. Excludes GTR. All prices include 599 dealer dark fee plus tax title and license offering. Suit 218. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Radon is the least known and most deadly of all indoor air pollutants and is preventable. According to the EPA, every 25 minutes someone dies from radon-related lung cancer. Radon testing and mitigation is highly specialized, and it's all we do at Ace Radon. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to AceRadon.com. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. 
Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Icy conditions on our roadways causing multiple snags across the Denver area. Both directions of I-70 still completely shut down east of town between Manila Road and the Byers area. Both directions of Highway 85 also completely closed due to the weather between 136th and 144th Avenues. Northbound I-25 bumper to bumper from 128th up to the Northwest Parkway. And both directions of I-270 across Commerce City seeing very slow speeds between the I-25 and I-70 interchanges. This traffic report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Dustin Thomason with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. <laughs> I can't even explain it, man. I mean, we were definitely in desperation mode. So to give my guys a chance, and Dixie made a head of the play. Played a lot of plays today. Uh, you got to give our guys credit, man. We fought to the very end. And uh, that's special, man. That's, that's one of the most special, special times of my life. That is Case Keenum. And a lot of people on the text line uh, taking umbrage with uh, the way I described that play. A couple of texters saying, Vic, why do you keep saying that was a lucky throw? When I say lucky throw, I don't mean the act of throwing the ball itself because it was a perfect throw. I'm talking about the play, okay? Come on. The play from beginning to end. The fact that the <laughs> that the safety goes in there like an elderly man holding his back trying to make a tackle, that was lucky. Let's not take away from the throw itself. The throw was perfect. I mean, a seven route to the out-of-bounds marker on the money where only Stefan Diggs can catch it, that was perfect. So It Vic, was also painful. How much money did Case Keenum make himself yesterday? Case Keenum, I think, secured the starting spot in, in Minnesota. They'd be nuts, right? They'd be nuts to, to start over or go back to Ted, Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Bradford or one. They'd be stupid. He is now the starting quarterback in Minnesota. He made himself a ton of money. Having said that, are, are you totally sure that you know he's an elite quarterback because of one game, one playoff game, one home playoff game? We've seen this song and dance before, right? Yeah, but Vic, he's been that good all year, right? It was yesterday was kind of the cherry on top in terms of a really good year for Case Keenum. That I, I think we probably and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. I think we both expect Minnesota to now host the first ever Super Bowl of all time, right? That they will be the first team to play in the Super Bowl in their their home stadium. I would not want to see that. Okay, but they're I not going to lo- see- they're not going to lose to Nick Foles. I want Nick see Foles Nick- is trash. I want to see Nick Foles win that. What do you mean? What do you mean? If they're not going to lose to Minnesota or to Philadelphia. They have to play outdoors. Oh. Oh, I, I think it's very clear that Minnesota's going to the Super Bowl. Atlanta blew that game on Saturday. But they have to play outside. You know, you know how much that changes the th- the game if you have to play outdoors. Mm. It changes everything. Defense travels, and their defense is really good. I, I can't see a scenario where Philly scores more than ten points next Sunday. Did you see a scenario Philly beating Atlanta? Well, as I told you all year, Atlanta was hung over from that Super Bowl, and it finally caught up to them because that was an awful loss by the Falcons. Well, I can't stand, you know, you know how it is with minifan. I, I don't want to see this, this, this skull thing and all that business. I know Ryan Harris is having, I mean, he's having parties left and right. I can't handle it. I can't do it. I can't see it. As much as I, as much as I celebrate the way that game finished and gave us all a reason to have fun on a Sunday afternoon, I can't see it. I'm all Philly all the way. Give me the Eagles. 
Okay, but is that your heart or your head? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. All right, but truly, right now, and we'll we'll do our NFL preview this week. But truly, right now, who's going to play in the Super Bowl? Well, if you got odds on favorite, it'd have to be New England and Minnesota. Exactly. Odds on favorite. I would agree yes. with that. Yes. Because they're both going to be favored in those respective games, correct? Mm-hmm. Is anybody going to beat New England? Is this the most predictable frickin' NFL playoff run ever? Is anybody really going to beat the Patriots? Do you think Jacksonville could go into Foxborough and do what they did to Roethlisberger and company? 45 points against that Pittsburgh D? How bad is that defense when Blake Bortles is carving you up for 45? And I know it wasn't Blake. It was more Leonard Fournette and the rest of the crew. But how bad do you have to be when you're at home and you give up 45 to Jacksonville, a team that could barely muster enough offense to beat Tennessee. I'm sorry, who'd they beat the week before? Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Whoever they beat, at home could barely muster enough offense to advance past that game. That's amazing to me. Yeah. By the way, Vic, I've got early lines here. Do you, do you want to take a guess on what the two lines are for next weekend? Please. Do you have guesses? Uh, New England's going to be favored by eight. At they, home. They're favored by, they're, you're close, they're favored by nine. Okay. That is the early game next Sunday. And Minnesota's gonna be favored by three. Three and a half. Yes. So you, you're spot on with both those. That Minnesota is a road favorite and the Patriots, I assume, will balloon to double digit favorites by the time they kick next Sunday. I, there's no chance that, that the Patriots lose. Now there is an opportunity for Philadelphia to sneak into the Super Bowl. Because that's what everybody wants to see, Foles versus Brady. Now, the game that will make most sense, as you just alluded to, is the Vikings and Patriots. That will make most sense. Especially, that will be fun. Okay, now now I'm, now I'm you gave me something. Now you gave me a home game for the Vikings. I'm trying to stack the deck against Brady and company, and that's really the only way to do it. Give me a home game for the Vikings in the granddaddy of them all. And really, that's the only chance that the Patriots have of not winning another Super Bowl. Okay, but 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 what Jacksonville did yesterday, going into Heinz Field and hanging 45 on the Steelers, can we just dismiss Jacksonville or or Vic could Jacksonville mess around and win the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't understand what I'm watching with Jacksonville. I don't know what I'm seeing. How is that the same team that the week before could not muster any offense whatsoever? That's what I don't know what I'm watching. Can you explain it? Is it Blake Bortles simply not being nervous anymore? What, what has happened to that squad? How do you turn it on? You know what? They remind me a lot right now of that same Jacksonville team that came into Denver and knocked off the top-seeded Broncos. Mm. Do you remember that team? Yes. That, that team in 96, they came into Denver under Mark Brunel and company, knocked off the Broncos, and still fell a game short of the Super Bowl. That's what that team reminds me of, with nothing to lose. All right, well, Vic, let's play a little game here. Can they win the Super Bowl or can they not? All right? Can New England win the Super Bowl? The odds-on favorite to win it all, of course. Can Jacksonville win the Super Bowl? I don't see how Jacksonville can win in Foxborough, no. Can Minnesota win the Super Bowl? Yes. Can Philly they, they win? Are, they are got to be the second favored team of the four left. Can Philly win the Super Bowl? God, I don't see how. I, I don't know how Philly can win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I guess they can in the grand scheme of things. But I would say that Philly and Jacksonville have very little chance of winning the Super Bowl at this point. 
The other two, very much so. See, I disagree with you on one of those two. I think what Jacksonville showed us yesterday is that they could mess around and win the Super Bowl. How I think the, they're they're how just. Did you see a, that again? Did, did you not see the Broncos defense on Twitter yesterday? Did you not see that Chris Harris said defense wins championships? It, it, that Shane Ray see? said Tom Brady's going to hate this matchup. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Bronco defense. I also though I saw them absolutely skewer the Steelers defensive coordinator all day, saying, "What are you guys doing? What are you doing with the zone?" What are you doing? You're letting Jacksonville beat you with a stupid defense. Dude, you know, we, we give a lot of flack. We send a lot of heat toward Vance Joseph and company. Those coaches in Pittsburgh may want to watch out. Mm. That was a coaching loss as much as anything yesterday. What was Mike Tomlin doing at the end of the game with two timeouts and 214 on the clock with the onside kick that essentially went Backwards, mind you. Mm. What the hell was he doing? I don't know. So, somewhere John Fox thought he was managing that clock well, I'll tell you that much. I have no idea what his thought process was there. It cost him the game. That decision cost them the game. A lot of decisions yesterday. Going forward, I really think that they've, they've set the table... For Tom Brady and company to go to Minnesota and win another Super Bowl. I was looking at some stats for Tom Brady. His career numbers right now in AFC title games, just the fact that he's only not been there four times in his career. Think about that for a second. Only four times in Tom Brady's career has he not been to the AFC title game. That's insane. And one of the four was the Champ Bailey pick six here. Yes. I'm trying to think of the other three. I, I, I can't even think of them off the That's top of my stupid. head. That's just stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid is what it is. It's stupid. That's how good he is. It's how good that team has been. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Be very careful on your drive-in. I understand it is accidents galore. A lot of, a lot of dry freezing this morning, man. Be very careful as you drive in. We'll try to negotiate you. You know, it's white knuckle driving is what it is. So I s- sort of feel responsible. We're especially uh, irritating this morning and annoying. We don't need more of that for the drivers coming in, so be very careful. You got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Don't miss the Nuggets Social on Wednesday, January 24th at Punchbowl Social. Meet your favorite Nuggets players, coaches, alumni, dancers, and super mascot Rocky. And raise funds to support Crocky Sports Charities. Tickets at NBA.com forward slash Nuggets forward slash tickets. Don't miss the National Western Stock Show going on now through the 21st. Enjoy acres of Western shopping and the Super Bowl of livestock shows. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. The National Western Stock Show rolls into Denver January 6th through the 21st. So saddle up and ride. 16 days of family fun and rodeo excitement, including the original extreme sport, PBR Bull Riding, Rough and Tough Pro Rodeos, world-class horse events, the Super Bowl of Livestock Shows, and acres of Western shopping. Hey, if that don't light your fire, then your wood's wet. So come make some memories with us. Tickets are on sale now at NationalWestern.com and all King Supers located.
locations. Hello, 2018. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. If you've had a chance to visit the Johnson family dealership before, then you know the score. If you've never been, 2018 is a great time to find out what you've been missing. One difference is in commercials, just like this one. Johnson Auto Plaza commercials never have a voice at the end that says things like, everything you've just heard is very confusing and might not be totally accurate when it comes to you buying a car from us or whatever it is they say. The Johnson family just tells it like it is. There's no quick-talking explanations necessary. A family business with genuine people, a tried-and-true business plan, and repeat customers that come back again and again. And right now, during the Start Something New event, shop from over a 1,000 vehicles in stock, including over 350 new Rams. The choice of colors and equipment options is at its best. Find Johnson Auto Plaza in 2018, just north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From routine scheduled maintenance, computerized alignments, to shocks and struts, we do it all. Did you hit a curb? Come in for a free alignment check. Mention this ad and get a computerized alignment for only $60. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. When America says give me a break, America comes to Brakes Plus. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray's on the run, and he throws it down. Get one ticket and one beer, and sit in the lower level for just $50. Out to Barton, can he hit again? You betcha! The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, January 19th, versus the Phoenix Suns at 7 p.m. Jokic three to shoot, fall back, baby! Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is celebrating the new year all month long with incredible deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Check out the new 2017 Rogue S all-wheel drive for just $172 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, Nissans are up to 20% off MSRP. That's right, up to 20% off MSRP. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. I-525 at 104th. Driven by you. 36 months at least 12,000 allowable miles per year. Vin HP 543682. Two or more available. Residual value 14100. Zero security deposit with approved credit. Excludes GTR. All prices include 599 dealer. Dark fee plus tax title license offering is 2218. 
The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Well, multiple issues exist on our highways as you make your way across the Mile High City this Monday morning. Southbound I-225 had just completely closed from the I-70 interchange all the way down to Parker Road. Reports of a massive pileup, the cause for that closure there. Both directions of I-70 also still shut down east of the metro area between Manila Road and the Byers area. And both directions of I-25 seeing very significant delays, both between Castle Rock and Arapaho Road, as well as from 128th up to Baseline. This traffic report is brought to you by Compassion International. Becoming a child sponsor with Compassion International can change the world one child at a time. Find out how at Compassion.com forward slash radio. I'm Dustin Thomason with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Behind the net stop by Bernier. Spins it off into the corner for Nemeth. Rams it up the boards, but it was cut down by Dallas. Rolls to Barbario, sends it all the way down the ice. Barbario with the bouncing puck and into the net! Mark Barbario! A 180-foot goal! Cavs have taken a 4-1 lead with 12.4 seconds left. A happy MLK Day to you this morning as uh, the Avs play on Martin Luther King's holiday this afternoon. A 1 o'clock face-off at Pepsi Center against the Anaheim Ducks. See if they can make it 7 straight. The win streak is now 6 and counting. Longest Avs win streak since 2014. Mm. And that was the last time, of course, at the end of that season is when they thrust themselves into the playoffs. It's the last time they visited the postseason, correct? Yes, it was. When they had a 5-4 lead in Game 7. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry to bring up a bad memory yeah, on a Monday morning, but hopefully we can erase some of those memories this year. Yeah, and, and ice is the uh, that's the topic of conversation this morning because the roads in Denver extremely icy this morning. Be very careful on your commute in. Um, uh, take your time. Uh, again, it's a white-knuckle drive on the way to your workplace. Hopefully, we'll uh, help you on the way uh, on the way to work this morning. You got the Vic Lombardi show joined by Will Peterson, HW, James Merlatz in Vegas. Uh, have you talked to James? How do you do? Is he good? <laughs> we haven't spoken much. I was going to kind of let him enjoy the uh, enjoy the boys' weekend in Vegas. Let's let's hope he did a little better than our NFL picks went because uh, I don't know about you, Vic, but I was I was awful. I think I was one and three, and my only win was oh, the on. Patriots. Who's going to take Jacksonville over Pittsburgh? I mean, come on. Who's sure. really going to take that game, right? I mean, that was the upset. That was the upset game of the weekend. Nobody's going to pick that one. Uh, we'll get more in depth on the NFL with our good friend Joel Dreesen at eight thirty because Joel, uh, that brought back some bad memories for Dreesen and the former Broncos who had to experience that cold day in Denver with the Baltimore Ravens coming through town and stealing a Super Bowl ring. He still believes he'd own a Super Bowl ring if not for that day. Well, yeah, did you you see his tweet two minutes ago? I mean, I want to get it in the abs, Vic, but, oh, my gosh, it's 7.52, and that was one of the saddest tweets I've ever read in my life. He's up thinking about yeah. I mean, you you, you think they lost some sleep last night? Well, did you you want to tell people what he said? He basically said that the Ravens are wearing his Super Bowl ring. Mm Mm-hmm. They're wearing his Super Now, come on. I'm going to walk Joel off the ledge. A lot has to happen for the Broncos to win the Super Bowl that year. They still got to win three more games. Well, two more games. They would have to beat New England, and then they would have to beat Colin Kaepernick. They still got to win more games. It wasn't the Super Bowl that was lost that day. It was a playoff game that was lost. There's still more work to be done. So that's that's us taking the next step. That's why I think yesterday's game, New Orleans-Minnesota, was a – I mean, that game, that play by Marcus Williams – was more costly, believe it or not, than the Raheem Moore play. It was worse. It was worse for New Orleans than it was for Denver. Mm. 
I'm going to disagree with you there, but go on. Denver still had a chance to win. Denver still had a chance to win the game. All that did was tie it, HW. There was an entire overtime to win the game. The finality of the one yesterday, it was over. There's nothing that New Orleans could do at that point. Yeah, but John Fox took a knee with two timeouts and 30-something seconds. But they still had a chance to win the game. Dude, Matt Prater was going to blow a .16 and kick it from 65. You and I both know that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Matt Prater was going to make a 60-yard field goal to win it if John Fox doesn't sit on the ball like an idiot. Yeah, 60-yard field goal in minus 13 wind chill. Were you drunk at the time? Do you understand how cold it was on the playing field? Uh, Probably. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying you needed to give Matt Prater a chance to win that game in regulation, and John Fox sat on the ball like a buffoon that he is. The guy is drunk. I still contend that the effects, again, as a Bronco fan, you just can't comprehend this. You're not going to let it go because the bias is, is there. But it was worse for New Orleans than it was for Denver on that fateful day at Mile High Stadium. Mm. It was because of the finality of the moment. It was the final play of the game. I'm not in a fighting mood because I don't want people to crash their cars because it's so icy out, but you're wrong on this. I'll, I'll just tell you that much. You're, you're, right. you're not correct on this. Raheem Moore was worse than what happened yesterday, and I, I told you why. Because the Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl. Joel Dreesen just tweeted that they were going to win the Super Bowl, and I don't think either of us is convinced that if New Orleans wins yesterday, they win the Super Bowl. Okay, I, listen, I wasn't going to go down this road, but now that you've brought up the debate, two things, two reasons why Marcus Williams was worse. Number one, the game was was over, essentially. They just had to hold there, and a field goal, they're in field goal range, I guess, but they hold, they win. That's number one. And number two, Marcus Williams, I think he was a product of a of a weird rule now, okay, because they don't know these DBs what to do. At the point of attack. Should they go in and hit the guy high? Low? I mean, was he afraid that he was going to get a P.I. call there? Was he afraid that if he makes contact with Stefan Diggs above the shoulders, that they're going to throw a flag and add another 15 yards? Was that going through his head? Is that why he went in like an elderly man to try to make that tackle? Think about that for a second. You wonder if the effects of the rules changes in football impacted the decision he made in that split second. Was he afraid to make contact because of an unsportsmanlike? Maybe. It's it's the best theory I've heard so far on this. Why else would he go in there so softly? I mean, why else would he go in there so tentatively? He didn't know what to do at that point. There's so many things going through his mind, right? Does he hit this guy right now? Does he hit him before the ball arrives? Does he hit him up high? Where does he hit him? How does he hit him? You rewind that 10 years ago, and that's John Lynch going at the receiver. He decapitates the guy. Stefan Diggs does not have a head this morning. Sure. He doesn't have a head the catch has never made. But the NFL rules changes. I believe that there you go. Now you're seeing the effect. Now you're seeing it. Vic, it is a little ironic that we talked, I believe it was on Friday, Manchester, you and myself, about whether or not for forgiven Raheem Moore. And, and both you and Manchester said, of course I've forgiven Raheem Moore. Uh, I still yeah, have I've already it. forgiven Marcus Williams. I've already forgiven. Did you hear the kid talk yesterday? I for, What do you mean, have you forgiven them? Who do you think you are that you can't forgive somebody? 
uh, when you cost an entire city a parade, I think I'm allowed to be mad, and I'm still mad. I mean, Chris Harris said yesterday on Twitter he's still not over it. I mean, that that's an all-pro corner telling you he was still not over it. So if Chris Harris isn't over it, why do I have to be over it? Because yesterday opened some wounds of how mad I am at Raheem Moore still. Well, guys like Joel Drees and Chris Harris, those guys had a stake in the matter, right? You, you, you're a fan, and you can't find yourself to forgive the guy? You don't think you had a stake in the matter? You don't think I had oh, a stake man, in the matter? I, that's, I'm way over the Raheem Moore thing. I mean, it brought back, it peeled the scab off watching it yesterday. But to say if I've, if I've forgiven him, yeah, I'm way past that. Way. I mean, you sound bitter. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not at all surprised that you're still bitter about it. Uh, listen, dude, do I wish Raheem Moore well? Do I, do I hope he lives a good life? Do I hope he has a happy family? Of course. Of course. I'm not that much of an idiot. I don't wish ill will on the guy personally. But as a Denver Broncos fan, I still haven't given Raheem Moore for what he's done. I'll tell you that much. Okay. I, I guess I could pinpoint several other plays and players across the history of the Denver Broncos that have equal impact on the outcome of seasons. None as dramatic as that. I get it. But remember, they had an entire overtime to play. They had an entire OT to win the game. If you're going to blame Raheem, don't forget some of the play calls that were made in that entire overtime. All right, blame game. Who, who's one, who's two, who's three for that loss to the Ravens? Because I have my order, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be different than your order. Well, Raheem's number one. There was a lot of blame on that play, by the way. It wasn't just Raheem. Tony Carter not making contact with the receiver down the field. Let's not forget his role on that play. There's there not just Raheem. Raheem was the the obvious one because he came out of left field trying to make a play that wasn't there. Hey, oh. there's a lot of debate whether or not it was John Fox who decided to sit on the ball on third and seven. Was that John Fox's call or was that Peyton Manning's call? Hey, by the way, Vic, we've got some major breaking NFL news. All right. Breaking news on Altitude 950. I knew you were going to go here. You called it major. It's not major. Just tell them what it is. It's not major. You don't think it's major? No, an it's not NFL major. head coach that won a playoff game I is no longer gonna, a head coach. You were going to call this major, and I was going to mock you for it. Oh, boy, big deal. Mike Malarkey's not coming back. He's mutually agreed to part ways. How major is that in Denver on this icy morning? How major? Breaking news on Altitude 950. People are going to lose sleep. People are going to turn around and go home now because Mike Malarkey's not coaching Tennessee. That is major. You cracked me up, Vic. Coming up next, major news on the Vic Lombardi Show. It's called the Power 5 Question of the Day. Breaking news on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow, the Nuggets host the Mavericks at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. Game it away at 635. Jason Kosbisky, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE Parker, Denver, home of the Moe's. Oh, my goodness gracious. Home of the Cogs. The Lyles, he got loose and threw it home with the right hand. The Avs and Nuggets and Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. Get out of my way. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. 
Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have walked up on the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle. That's the uh, great Paul Allen in Minnesota calling that final play. You know what we need to do? This will help determine what the bigger play was. Let's go back and find the Baltimore Ravens radio call from 2013. Go back and, and find that, and we'll measure the dramatic uh, inflections of both. I still contend that this one is bigger one because it was it was over. Game was over. Baltimore game was still on. Do we really Arthur's need Baltimore still had a game to play? Do we really need to ruin people's mood by playing oh, the Raheem Moore play this morning? Man, that's what's crazy about it. If you're driving around town and this really affects your mood to rehear the Raheem Moore play and relive that, unless you played in the game and had a stake in the. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me one bit. Give me another game. Give me another uh, dramatic finish that cost a Denver home team. How about the uh, the Avs and Dallas Stars? Do you remember that, that finished Game 7 Western Conference Finals where the Avs almost tied it up and it goes off the post late? Replay that. It doesn't bother me. Go ahead. Replay the Jacksonville upset here at Mile High. It doesn't bother me anymore. It's over. Uh, I would say Raheem Moore is the worst play in Denver sports history. I would say Anthony Carter not being able to get the ball in bounds is two. But it's it's that raw, Vic, because it's that uh, yesterday opened up a lot of wounds. What what was Twitter after what we saw happen yesterday? It was joke after joke after joke, not only from local people, but from national people as well about Raheem Moore. On the text line, 30933, when asked, in order, who is to blame for the Raheem Moore play? And I can't believe we're just reliving this now after watching what we did over the weekend. Uh, 4646 says, in order, John Fox, Tony Carter, Raheem Payton. The hell are you talking about, dude? John Fox first? Tony Carter second? Raheem third? Come on now. How do you have John Fox ahead of Raheem Moore there? You know, if there's if there's somebody who should be upset, there's only one person, one person, who should be kicking rocks this morning, remembering that game. One person who was impacted more than anybody. Who is that person today? The one person who was overlooked after the Broncos lost that game. The one person who could have lived as a Bronco for many more years had they won that game. Who was it? Mm, Elvis Dumerville? Trendon Holiday. Ah, he returned a punt and a kickoff in that game, and nobody remembers or cares. Yeah, but Trinden came back the next year. I mean, Trinden's the reason the ball went over Peyton's head, because he decided to take the ball out in Super well, Bowl totally 48. Yeah, I totally get it, but if the Broncos end up winning that game, what will that game be known for? That was the Trinden Holiday game. Sure. Not the Raheem Moore game. That was the Trinden Holiday, the game that he won on his own. Instead, it's going to be forever known as the Raheem Moore game. Um, I talk about Marcus Williams' attempted tackle that cost the Saints a shot. Uh, and I said, what the hell was he thinking there? Was he worried about getting a penalty? 6013 says, no, Vic, if he was worried about a penalty, he would have broken down and wrapped him up like every high school coach in America teaches. It was terrible technique. Oh, yeah. Of course it was terrible technique. He went in there like the old man holding his back. The old, let me blow him up play. But it didn't. he, he didn't have enough speed to blow him up. 
He went in slowly, which is what I don't understand. I don't understand what he was thinking at all. Even when I heard him after the game, I still didn't understand. No, I, I don't get it, dude. It's it's indefensible. I mean, Raheem just looked like a little leaguer. He just misjudged a fly ball. This kid, this Williams kid, I mean, if if I'm the Saints, he never plays another down for me. I, I don't care how talented he is, but he never plays another down for me. He also had a pick earlier in the game. Oh, I don't care. He helped, he helped turn the momentum of the game. Oh, it, Vic, they made a major mistake not cutting Raheem Moore the day after that happened, and the Saints can't have this kid play for them any longer. You just so can't. You're, you're campaigning to cut him, and you know sometimes a fresh start's great, but you you don't think he could be of any value to the Saints? Not to the Saints. Maybe to another NFL team, but not to the Saints. I no, would disagree entirely with you. You 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 might be right there because the scar may be apparent for many many years to come, and they won't ignore it in New Orleans. It's a good point. All right, before we get back into that. Time now for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. Wow, we have a new sponsor for this thing, HW? Yes, sir. All right, what is our Power 5 question this morning? All right, so I saw your Twitter account, man. What the heck happened to you? After you got back from San Antonio, uh, we want to know the most Denver or Colorado thing you've ever done. Ever. 30933 is the altitude 950 text line. The most Denver or Colorado thing you've ever done after what happened to you at 1.04 a.m. I guess that would have been on what? Sunday morning? Yeah, that was Sunday morning after uh, a return trip from San Antonio. Nuggets just got clobbered by the Spurs, so I'm not in a very good mood anyway. And it's cold as hell outside, freezing cold outside. It was 1.04 in the a.m. I am driving west on I-70, leaving the airport. And somewhere around Havana, I noticed this, as I'm driving home, again, I'm groggy, I'm angry, and I say, what the hell is this? A guy on a bike driving the shoulder, riding the shoulder westbound on I-70 at 1.04 in the morning when it was about 25 degrees out. That's wacky, man. What the hell is going on? First of all, that's illegal. You're not allowed to ride a bike on the interstate, let alone at 1 in the morning when it's freezing cold. Now, respect, man, if this is your only means to get to work, okay? I don't want to respect. Now, don't know if you want to be riding on the interstate. At that hour. My God, is that Colorado. Either it's Colorado for one, that's his only way to get to work and he wants to get a workout in, or two, he's looking for the next dispensary to open up. I don't know. One of those two. One of those two is why it happened. Both of them are Colorado. All right, so what's the most Colorado thing you've ever done? 30933 is the Altitude 950 text line. We'll read some of our favorites I'm trying to think, Vic. What 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 do you do that just, just screams Colorado? I know you don't like the mountains, so you know, like this morning on the commute in, right? It's icy as hell. It's icy out there. I guarantee you saw a cyclist on the way in this morning, and I'm a cyclist. I don't want to bust on cyclists today. But what are you doing, man? What do you? It's icy. It's cold. It's freezing. Get your workout elsewhere. Go do a few push-ups. Do a couple sit-ups. Find another way to get a workout. Yeah. You don't have to be riding I-70 at 1 in the morning if it's actually a workout. 
All right, Vic, we've got a few rolling in here on the Altitude 950 text line, 30933. Caleb says, I ran and hiked at Red Rocks over the weekend like a total transplant idiot. Ah, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got to do the Red Rocks thing. Have you ever done the Red Rocks thing? Of course. Yeah. But doesn't Everybody it feel does. like a very transplant thing to do? You know, the only way, and I'll say this, and, and I'll say this with kindness for those of you who have never done the Red Rocks, the only way you do the Red Rocks thing the only way to get the full effect of the Red Rocks thing, you have to vomit afterwards. If you do not vomit due to exhaustion, then you haven't done the Red Rocks thing. Then it's just a joke. Then you're just sort of going through the motions. If you're going to do Red Rocks for real, get up those stairs enough times to where you hurl. You have to leave your mark at Red Rocks. If you do not hurl, you didn't do it right. Our guy Eric chimes in and says, The most Denver thing ever as an adult, I went to Waterworld for a day followed by Casa Bonita for dinner. Well, at least you didn't do it the other way around. That could have been deadly. Could have been uh, Waterworld, you know, when, you, when you're younger, it's fine. Now that you're older and you got to go and make that hike up to the uh, slides, it's not as easy as it uh, seems anymore. That, that Come on, that doesn't qualify. Those are two places that people still have a lot of fun. What's your favorite Waterworld ride? I, I haven't been for the longest time, bro. Name All right, but you, you got you got to have name a slide. I okay, name a slide. You know the classic Waterworld ride, right? Yeah. The best one is is Journey to the Center of the Earth with the dinosaurs. That is the classic Waterworld ride. All I know is I almost drowned in that wave pool once. Like the, the wave kept pulling me under, and I and I can't swim. You know I can't swim. The so big the big wave pool that. or the small wave pool? I don't know. One of those things that was making waves. I'm like, all of a sudden this thing's moving. I'm like, what is happening right now? And I can't swim. Why'd you go in the wave pool if you can't swim? Because that's where my kid was at the time. Like, I had to watch my kid. Uh, so is this like Vic being like kind of funny, Vic, or is this like you literally almost oh, drowned, no. Vic? Oh, no, no. Once the water starts moving and I can't swim, I get out. Now, I couldn't get out in time. So Yikes. I was really, I was fending for my life. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Got to do it with Jumpin' Joe to really get the Denver feel. He's referring to Red Rocks. Jumpin' Joe Hendricks, for those of you who don't know who he is, former BMX Star, right? He was my era. He was 80s. He now teaches a class at Red Rocks. I've actually taken this class. It's like three hours long of pure, unadulterated, pedal-to-the-metal exercise. Go do that class at Red Rocks, vomit afterwards, and then you've done Red Rocks. Otherwise, don't tell me you've done Red Rocks. Uh, let's see. I leave my Christmas lights up every year until the end of the stock show. That is a Denver-only tradition. Very well done, Gabe in Denver. That's how we're doing it here. That's exactly right. That is a Denver tradition. By the way, Vic, real real quickly here, uh, it sounds like the Titans and Mike Malarkey parted ways because the Titans want Josh McDaniels. There's now an AFC bath, battle brewing, AFC South battle brewing for Josh McDaniels services. I can't wait to see Matt Patricia. for the. He's going to the Lions, right? Matt Correct. Patricia is going to be the new Detroit coach. I want to see Matt Patricia in a suit. I really do. I want to see him without the backwards cap and the pencil in his ear. I want to see what he looks like before I pass judgment on Matt Patricia. Just like Nick Saban, Bill Belichick's staff is being raided again. And yet, he'll be there again next year, probably. Such is life in the National Football League. Don't forget, coming up at 8.30, Joel Dreesen, the harvester. His thoughts on if the scar is still very much there. It feels like they just pulled that band-aid, doesn't it? You're a Bronco fan. Are you still hurt by Raheem Moore? I'm not. I'm over it, man. HW? Different story. You got the Vic Lombardi Show.
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Monday edition of Crackman and Harris, we recap the epic weekend that was the NFL playoffs. Plus, we will have Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider, on to help us understand what's going on in Dove Valley. We'll also have your reaction between Avs and Ducks, who's skating a little midday matinee. Also recap the Nuggets weekend. How did they look in their Sega Baba in San Antonio? Craigman and Harris, 3 o'clock Monday. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Here's your National Western Stock Show update, brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Today's highlights include the Extreme Dog Show, man's best friend in an all-new show full of amazing tricks and aerial stunts. And your regular grounds admission includes the Extreme Dogs Patent Chat. Get up close and personal with the dogs before they even make it to the arena. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Your local John Deere dealer is Four Rivers Equipment and proud to be your working partner. Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray's on the run, and he throws it down. Get one ticket and one beer and sit in the lower level for just $50. Out to Barton. Can he hit again? You betcha! The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, January 19th versus the Phoenix Suns at 7 p.m. Jokic three to shoot. Fall back, baby! Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche win the game. Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at ColoradoAvalanche.com. Go Avs Go! Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. It's a headache on our roadways pretty much anywhere you're headed this Monday morning. Southbound I-225 still completely closed from I-70 all the way down to Parker Road due to a massive pileup. 
Northbound I-225 also shut down at the Parker Road exit, resulting in slower speeds back to Yosemite. Also seeing a new crash westbound I-70 at Peoria, causing major delays back to the I-225 interchange in both directions of I-25, moving at a crawl from 128th up to the Northwest Parkway, as well as from I-225 up to University. This traffic report is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakestepsorg I'm Dustin Thomason with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Denver rushes three. Echo steps up, throws deep. Far sideline, Jacoby Jones. Has it at the 20. Jacoby Jones, touchdown, Ah, sorry to do that to you, Denver, but we had to. Again, you listen to that radio call of the Baltimore uh, tying touchdown. It wasn't the winning touchdown. Compare that to Paul Allen of the Vikings game-winning touchdown. And in my mind, it's not even close. The finality of the Minnesota play versus the surprise of the Raheem Moore play. That was more surprise, dismay, and shock. The other one was like, oh, my God, it's over. The game is, what do I do with my hands? It's over. I still think the Vikings play was worse. I have a feeling the harvester coming up in about 12 minutes is going to tell you differently. But Before we get into our NFL recap, a couple quick texts on the text line that came through here. Uh, the most Colorado thing to do that you've done in honor of me witnessing a cyclist at 104 a.m. on the interstate <laughs> cycling west on I-70 in 29-degree weather. Uh, what have you done? The most Colorado thing. Evening at Lakeside, according to 1203. That's a, come on. That's, everybody should do that. You've never been to Lakeside, correct, HW? No. I'm a water world guy. Uh, Luis says, went to the Mile High flea market because my pregnant wife wanted corn on the cob. I get that. Ended up walking out with produce, work boots, and roasted chilies. Now that's a Colorado thing to do. Very good, Luis. Uh, this guy says, Riding your bike to the neighborhood microbrewery with your dog. Colorado in a nutshell. Happens every night in North Denver. Don't start the dog thing with you, Vic. We don't need you going on another Home Depot rant. Don't worry about it. Uh, my buddy and I rode a bike with a kid carrier four miles to the bar and back in 20-degree weather. We were headed home at 1 a.m. <laughs> All right, now I get that one, right? I, I get it. I'm sure you've done that before, H.W., I get it. Maybe a handful of times. Can you get... This is a stupid question. This is a very, very stupid question. It's going to make me look stupid. Can you get ticketed for that? Is that a violation of... Can you drive drunk on a bike? I believe so. You're operating some sort of, I guess, vehicle. I don't know what the term is. I would think you could. Like the guy on, on I seventy, you can't you can't ride a bike on, in the middle of the highway. Right? You can't on the shoulder of a highway. You can't do that. That's illegal. I, I understand getting ticketed for that. But I'm talking about coming back from a bar. Yeah, it, you know, coming back from the Cherry Cricket late at night on your bike. Can you get ticketed for that? Somebody please chime in. I have no idea. So we're asking for the most Colorado thing you've done. Uh, one last one before we get to our NFL recap. Driving to Breck in high school in my dad's 77 rear-wheel-drive Triumph Spitfire in high school. <laughs> hey, man, for those of you who grew up in the 70s and 80s, uh, before the all-wheel-drive format, we remember what it was like. 
my buddy, uh, my buddy Sean had the old Nova, the rear wheel drive Nova. Man, we just wrecked that thing. Just like Dan Tanner this morning. We wrecked the axle. <sighs> Dan, I hate to see how much it's going to cost you to fix your car. He's doing That's the smiley you... thing, Vic. That, tell people what happened to your car this morning on the ice. I was coming in at like 5.30 and I hit a patch of black ice. It must have been because I didn't see it. And I rammed into a curb and my car was uh, really wobbly the rest of the drive here. So, You yeah. know how much that's gonna, it's going to cost you a lot of money, right? And I hate to say that. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. That's going to cost you what? You're going to have to pay for... Well, at least my deductible. Yes. Yeah, I see. That's why I hate the cold and ice. And for all you people out there, Davis, I hate it. I hate winter. Does that ever happen in the middle of summer? You ever find yourself going onto the curb in the middle of the summer? It doesn't happen, but in the winter it does. Vic, I'm looking at suck. It's costly. Yeah, and I'm looking at Colorado Boulevard right now, man. It's just a sheet of ice. Like, if you have today off from work for MLK Day. Take today off and stay in your home because the the roads right now are literally an ice rink. See, another reason I hate the winter. And I hate it with so much passion. I hate it so much. Uh, by the way, we're getting a lot of textures chime in and say, yes, you indeed can get a DUI for riding a bike while drunk. They call it a BUI. I did not know that. Learn something new every day. All right, let's kick it off. Our NFL recap. That's a play we practice all the time, and certainly in those situations, you want to you want to go to your best players, and, and um, you know, obviously, roll to the right and, and have an opportunity to Julio. It just didn't work out, you know, and, and that's disappointing. That's a life that that you kind of live as a competitor when you get in those situations. You want the ball in your hand. That was Atlanta doing on that final play. Yeah, that's Matt Ryan talking about uh, an awful loss. I've said it all year, Vic, that the Falcons were hungover. From the Super Bowl, where they they clearly were hungover on Saturday. Nick Foles is trash. The Vikings are going to the Super Bowl because they will beat the Eagles and the Falcons. Uh, being an Atlanta fan right now, or a University of Georgia fan, or whatever the hell it's called, would be awful. Don't you want to have options as a quarterback, as an offensive play caller? Don't you want options on the final play of the game? If this isn't there, we can go there. They left themselves no options on that. They rolled to the right. It was Julio Jones or nothing. There were no options. I, I, I didn't like the play call, but whatever. Whatever. Atlanta probably didn't deserve it anyway. Next. Third and goal to go from the four, and again, Brady in an empty set with trips to the right. Two receivers left. White motions from the left. Brady takes the snap. He looks left. He throws to the middle. Touchdown, New England. Finding Chris Hogan in the back of the end zone. And then he tosses the ball high to the stands as the Patriots expand their lead. Can't tell you how many people, H.W., texted and tweeted me after Tennessee jumped out to a 7 nothing lead in that game. People saying, uh-oh, the, the, the harvester is going to hunt you down at his ranch. Remember the bet I had going? If mm. Tennessee found a way to win, I'd let him hunt me down. God, that was the most boring of the four games this weekend. That was a nothing. That was, why bother watching that one? You knew. You knew it was only a matter of time before Brady and company walked right through the Titans, and that's what they did. Well, and think, Vic, think about Brady's path to yet another Super Bowl. It's the AFC South uh, followed by the AFC South. His his path to the Super Bowl is Tennessee, then Jacksonville. That's even more of an indictment on the Broncos and how pathetic they were this year. Vic, the AFC is just not very good. It's got one good team and then everyone else. That's what the AFC is this year. 
I'd like to call Brady and the Patriots lucky, but this is not luck. Brady making his 12th trip to the AFC Championship game out of 16 seasons. 12 out of 16, his 7th straight AFC title game. Who does that? Who will ever do that again? You tell me. Will that ever? Will there ever be another quarterback to make seven straight title games? Are you kidding me? It's stupid. Next game. And gets the shotgun snap. He pumps. He runs. And he throws a lateral pass. And that's Le'Veon Bell. And he gets into the end zone for the Steelers' touchdown. What a play by Ben Roethlisberger. The Red Sea parted. He started running and said, well, I don't think I can make the end zone. Here, Le'Veon, I'll throw a lateral pass to you, and you do it. Okay, that game was just getting good at that point, right? They couldn't stop Big Ben late. Jacksonville tried everything, and he kept making plays. By the way, the one that preceded that, that catch by Antonio Brown in the end zone, I have no, I still don't know how he caught that thing. I have no idea how he ended up catching that thing. The one that cut it to a touchdown. But every time Pittsburgh scored to cut it to a touchdown, Jacksonville would answer. Jacksonville found a way to answer. So that lateral to Le'Veon Bell and Pittsburgh's in it, everything, they got a chance. And that's all you want is a chance. And then Mike Tomlin absolutely brain farts. I don't know what else you say. You got you got two fifteen on the clock with two timeouts, and you decide to onside kick it, and a bad onside kick to boot. Man, what a costly call that was! Yeah, Does no. He not have advisors. Mike Tomlin had an awful day yesterday. Uh, the Steelers choked. You know, we're we're talking a lot this morning about probably what the emotions are in New Orleans. Well, if you're in Pittsburgh today, it's not a pleasant day in the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There was two cities yesterday that got their hearts ripped out. New Orleans first and foremost, but Pittsburgh a pretty close second. Well, who goes to Pittsburgh and wins twice in the same season as Jacksonville did? You know, they won there earlier this season, and then they won when it mattered most yesterday. But who does that? Kudos to Jacksonville. I mean, they clearly do not fear the Steelers. All that lore? Nah, doesn't matter. How about the Steelers looking past the Jags all week long, talking about a rematch in Pitt in uh, New England? Yep. What did that cost them? Next game. First and goal from the one. Keenum under center. Gives it to Latavius. He rolls up the middle. Spins up the goal line. Rides for the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Vikings! Latavius Murray, 16-0, Minnesota. All right, now for rating the playoff games, that one was a 10 out of 10. It, it started all Minnesota, Saints march back, Saints take the late lead, and then all hell breaks loose, the miracle in Minnesota to finish the game. So that's a 10 out of 10. That is the best playoff game since when? Is there another playoff game that can match what we saw yesterday? Well, the, the, the Super Bowl last year, Vic, I mean, it was 28 to 3. But the finality of that game, though, yesterday. Just the way that ended. In the miracle fashion it did. All right, what about the Russell Wilson pick on the goal line by Malcolm Butler? Yes, I would say that's more, exactly. That was a bigger game and a bigger moment. Yes. I mean, now you're arguing, you're debating something that's really not debatable. Depends on whether you're a team that roots for, if you're a fan that roots for Minnesota or not. If you're a New Orleans fan, did you see the, uh, did you see the cover of the Times Picayune? The headline of the Times Picayune, their local paper, it said in these words, expletive, expletive, expletive. Perfect cover. 
Uh, by the way, Vic, it sounds like Josh McIdiot is most likely headed to Tennessee, not Indy. This is per Ian Rappaport. Nothing official yet, but uh, McDaniels can go ruin the Titans. Uh, God, that's you're fine with so me. So bitter. Why does everything have to be bitter out of your mouth? Give the guy a chance. Why should Broncos fans give Josh McDaniels a chance? Why do you hate people that left Denver so much? You hate him. You hate John Fox. Who else do you hate? I, I have no problems with these people. If they want to go find life elsewhere, go find I, I, What's wrong with you? I'm not a big fan of Tulo. I'm not rooting against Josh McDaniels. It didn't work out here. Big deal. He was arrogant. Okay, fine. There's a lot of arrogant people. I'm arrogant. You're arrogant. <laughs> Maybe. If you're Josh McDaniels, though, why would you take Tennessee over Indy? Especially if you know if Andrew Luck can play. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he knows that he doesn't play. He's choosing Marcus Mariota over Andrew Luck. That's interesting. Nothing official yet, of course. New England has to lose at some point before they can make... And that's a stupid rule. That's a dumb rule. The fact that these uh, NFL coaches can't accept these jobs while they're still playing, that's stupid. Let them let them get a job. Isn't that more important for them personally? Of course it is. Up next, the harvester. How's he taking it years later? Has the scab been ripped off after watching what took place in Minnesota? Cost him a ring. Joel Drayson next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Have you ever heard the saying, New Year, New You? Here comes Kirk on the run, Playbird, down front, score! Oh, my goodness! This is the home of your 2018 Colorado Avalanche. A highlight real goal by rookie Alexander Kerfoot. Six wins in a row. Went up and over tea kettle. The Avs host the Ducks this afternoon. Pre-game at 1235. Moj has the face-off at 1 on the home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From batteries to fluid flushes, even engine diagnostics, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer a free shuttle to work or home. Mention this ad for $25 off brake pads or shoes. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. Hey there, hockey fans. Tune in this afternoon on Altitude. Watch as your Colorado Avalanche look for a win at home against the Anaheim Ducks. 
Pre-game starts today at 12 p.m. with puck drop at 1 p.m. Altitude gets you an all-access pass to your Colorado Avalanche. Make sure to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive interviews with your favorite Avalanche players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcast Association at this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Well, you want to give yourself plenty of travel time this Monday morning as icy roadways have made it a treacherous commute across the Denver area. Southbound I-225 still completely closed from I-70 all the way down to Parker Road. Northbound I-225 also shut down at the Parker Road exit, resulting in slower speeds back to Yosemite. Eastbound I-70 seeing speeds in the single digits from Quebec out to I-225. And both directions of I-25 moving into crawl from 128th up to the Northwest Parkway, as well as northbound I-25 from Bellevue up to University. This traffic report is brought to you by the Rock and Roll Marathon Series. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for 2018. Don't miss the best in-class running experience where everything you love about running comes together. Register now. RunRockAndRoll.com I'm Dustin Thomason with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Manning stands a field. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown. And this safety rotates to the front side. Now it's two on two to the back side. Dreesen is one on one, man to man with Michael Huff. It's like basketball. People forget my man Joel scored a touchdown in that game. Joel Dreesen, the harvester, found the end zone in that game. Only to be outdone by this. Deep, far sideline, Jacoby Jones. Has it in the 25, Jacoby Jones. Touchdown, oh. Raiders. No flags on the play, and the miracle is answered. Joel, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I definitely had flashbacks to that Baltimore Ravens game yesterday with everything that went down with the Saints and the Vikings, but... You gotta play to the clock's run zero. You just have to in this league. That's, that's a perfect example of that. I, I, I almost forgot that you did find the end zone in that game. What was the, when did, when did that happen? What did that make the no, score? No, I, I didn't score a touchdown in that Ravens game. I think you guys were, that was a call from the, the Raiders game. I ran a, oh, a it was. Oh, I thought Michael it was that Huff, game. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you found the end zone in that game. That would have made it even no, worse. No. Yeah, that would that would have been rad. No, Stokely had a sweet touchdown catch. Uh, I know Sean had a touchdown catch. I forget who else had a touchdown catch because Manning had thrown Demarius Thomas caught one. Manning had thrown three uh-huh. of them. 
but uh, I was not one of them. Okay, well, listen, and I know it's hard because you were on the team, and for guys who were on the team, it's the scab is still. Oh. But I still think the New Orleans finish, the the Marcus Williams, whatever the hell happened at the end of the, I think that's worse than Raheem Moore, only because the finality, the game is over. Raheem Moore, you still get a chance to win. It's tie game. The game was over yesterday in in, in Minnesota with that play. I agree with you 100%. The Saints' loss was worse. A, because they were on the road. B, because it was a walk-off touchdown. There was no chances in overtime. Marcus Williams, I, I hope he's doing okay today. I really do. I, I, want, I just don't understand what he was thinking. Why do you have to duck your head and dive at his knees like that? Just get your base under you, keep your eyes on the defender, wrap him up with your arms, tackle him in bounds, and you guys are going to the NFC Championship game. I just don't understand the thought well, process there. To me, it's just pure panic. That's what he did. Three things. Not a guarantee they go to the NFC Championship game simply by making the tackle. Because if he makes the tackle, it's still a 48, 50-yard field goal. So Minnesota no can still win. Outs, Vic. Yeah, but if he tackles no him time. out of bounds, if he tackles him out of bounds, the clock stops. Well, right, he was, all I'm saying is I think he could have tackled him in bounds. Game's over. I okay. believe it. All right, number one, the game's not quite over, even if he makes a tackle. The next observation I make is this. Is he going in like an elderly man clutching his lower back because he's afraid of making contact before the ball gets there or because the technique of these tacklers has become so ridiculous that they're all trying to give headshots or, you know, whatever happened to rapping? Whatever happened to going in there just trying to bring the guy down? They're all trying to do kill shots these days. Yeah, to me, I saw a guy who was worried that he was going to get there a little bit too early. The last thing you want in that situation is a, a pass interference call because that does stop the clock, and it's a spot foul giving the ball right there. So I under, understand why he hesitated. I don't understand exactly what you just said. Why would he go for such a physical hit when he doesn't have to? Um, he, he was really going to, to rock his world. He thought he was going to knock the snot out of him, get up, and celebrate with his teammates. Game was over. But instead, he gets olayed. And Diggs runs down the sideline for the game-winning touchdown. Oh, my gosh, I still can't believe it. You know what both of those plays have in common, now that I think about it? Very young safeties. And the safety position, especially late in the game, man, you got to be the smartest player on the field, right? you got to understand the moment. You have to understand the situation. And you got a rookie in Marcus Williams, and I believe Raheem Moore was a second-year player at the time. you got a young player there not understanding the moment. It's not about trying to make a play on the ball. It's not trying about it's not about trying to make a kill shot. It's about making the conservative play at that point. Conservativeness trumps everything else at that point, and they fail to recognize that. Yeah, agreed. The moment was too big for him, and to me, that goes a little bit back to coaching. He has to understand the situation. His coaches should have been in his ear, telling him, "Look, this is what's going to happen. Look, it's." It's third and forever. There's only 14 seconds left. They have to find a way to get a chunk yardage play and stop the clock. Whatever you do, keep your eyes up, keep your head up, tackle them in bounds. We're going to win the game. I don't care if you give up a 30-yard completion right now. As long as he gets tackled in bounds, we're going to win the game. So to me, it's a little bit of situational football. Those guys needed to be coached up better. But regardless, the moment was way too big for him, and that's why I hate BBs. I hate BBs. I don't really <laughs> like any BBs except for Champ Bailey and Chris Harris. Oh, let's not forget what else happened on that play, on that memorable Raheem Moore play. Um, Tony Carter, remember when Jacoby Jones was releasing downfield, Tony Carter didn't do what he was supposed to do either. He gave him a free release, didn't he? He let him go. 
Yeah, his job is to force the outside release and jam him out of bounds. Push him out of bounds if you can. There was no threat in the flat for Tony Carter. Tony Carter kind of gave a little lazy-ass shove, and Jacoby got burned right up the sideline. I mean, there's there's plenty of blame to, to go around on that play, too. Uh, I'm just curious. Don't get me wrong. What? Go ahead. I mean, I... I, don't get me wrong. I, I paint this picture like I'm very, very mad at Raheem, and don't get me wrong. I probably am. I, I could have played better in that game, too, at times. It's just I had a couple of mistakes on third down. I could have blocked better. Um, that, that could have been difference makers in the game. It's just that mine is, was not as glorifying, as magnified yes. as, as Raheem's mistakes. No, I, so I want to take I accountability it. there. No, I get it. Listen, we're, we're having fun with this. I mean, uh, HW seems like he's losing sleep and he didn't play. It's one thing for him to lose sleep. It's another thing for you who, uh, in your words, via Twitter, it cost you a ring probably. I, I need to ask you this, though, because Marcus Williams, my advice to the Saints, he's a good player. He's a rookie player. I, I really believe he'd be better off playing elsewhere. I, I, I really believe that. And just like I think Raheem Moore, even though you may have, um, after the game, everybody may have said their piece, he's, he was never the same player again. He was never, ever, ever the same player after that play. I think it would behoove a Marcus Williams and the Saints, perhaps, to part ways. I really do. Dude, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Honestly, I, I, I never got over that moment with Raheem. Like the whole next season, I don't give. He played well. I remember him having some really good physical moments during that 2013 season, where like, wow, Raheem's really coming along, making some plays, but. Uh, fans don't forget, uh, his teammates don't necessarily forget. I think you're exactly right. He, uh, a, a fresh start would be beneficial to him because to him, to the Saints fans, they're only going to remember that play. I don't care if he does a million good things. No matter what. A, yep. a couple game-winning interceptions, return for touchdowns in the regular season, they're not going to forget in the playoffs how, how what he did. It just won't happen. There's two places where Marcus Williams cannot play football next year. New Orleans is one, Denver's the other. <laughs> because if you yeah, came here, they'd call him Raheem. So it, can, it cannot happen here. So I've always wa- I've always wondered about this, Joel. So the game ends in 2013. I remember how cold I was on that sideline because it went to double OT for crying out loud. And I remember looking at you. You came off that field. You had tears in your eyes. You were one of the few who was crying after the game. I'll never forget it. I just wanted to how did you how did you interact with Raheem Moore? What was said to him in the locker room? What did players say? Oh, man. Yeah, I was really, really distraught because, I I don't know, I had fought and clawed and scratched my whole career to become a starter, and I finally was a starter on a good team, and we were the number one seed, and we just beat the hell out of the Ravens three weeks earlier in the regular season, and we certainly had our moments in that game. I was just in shock, and I, I guess part of me – subconsciously I kind of knew the condition that my body was in. I was like, man, I'm, I'm not feeling good. I, if my body does not improve dramatically, I don't know how much longer I can play. So I think there are some subconscious tears there that probably knew that that might be my last game as a starting tight end in the NFL. And I was right. So, yeah, I was, I was really, really bummed that day. I remember just sobbing uncontrollably for a little while, but – uh, as far as how I treated Raheem, I never spoke to him again. I, I don't. I don't remember ever really speaking to him again until uh, maybe the fall camp. Wow. I remember walking in the building the next day, and me and Adam Gates were sitting down next to each other, just having breakfast, just kind of crying in our milk. And uh, Adam Gates was like, "Man, you, you played your butt off yesterday." He's like, "Man, I, I can't even look at Raheem right now. I, I, I can't even fathom being in his presence right now." 
like, I know, I know, but I, I tried to build them up. It's like, look, we all made mistakes. I tried to kind of take the high road with that. But, uh, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with him. My favorite thing about Raheem after that was the accountability he took. Oh, he, he, yeah. he, 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 he laid on it. He took it. He said, look, oh, yeah. that's on me. I he cried in my microphone, Joel. I'll never forget the amount of tears he shed after that game. And, it, of course, the, the empathy and the sympathy flowed out. Now you start sympathizing for the guy and feeling for the guy. But you almost wonder if that was a smart tactic on his part. Because the worst thing he could have done was the opposite, is just stood there and said nothing. Being, being all, you know, crying about it, all of a sudden the sympathy took over. Yeah, and I was just, I was impressed with how he never once shied away from an interview from a question about it, he took accountability for it every single time, even months and months later. Uh, I was proud of him, proud to be his teammate because of that. But, man, I tell you what, my, my tight ends coach, get this story, Vic, my tight ends coach, Clancy Barone, at the end of regulation, he's up in the box, right? He yeah. said that he got so mad, he passed out. He fell down on the floor, and, like, the other coaches up there had to, like, slap his face, like, wake up, Clancy, wake up. Shut up. Yeah, true story. So get this. Clancy is now the tight end coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay, my so God. I, I, yeah, I texted him last night. I said, I'm so damn happy for you because you passed out with that regime nonsense. You deserve what you just got yesterday. That might be the greatest story ever. So Clancy Barone, 2013, almost dies in the coach's box only to be uh, – <laughs> Only to come back years later and wake up as a Minnesota tight ends coach. That's, when's that going to happen to you? When you get your payback? When you get your karma back? I know. I don't know. I, I guess I got to get involved with coaching or something. But I don't know when I get my return. Okay. Uh, let's let's go beyond that play. Uh, you watched all the games this weekend. Can you explain to me how Jacksonville goes into Pittsburgh and puts forty five on the Steelers? How bad must that no. Steeler defense be? I, I, they're missing their guy. They're missing Ryan Shazier. Shazier was a tackling machine. He was just so fast, sideline to sideline. Uh, to me, if Ryan Shazier is out there and healthy, that game is not like that yesterday. I, I'm, I'm convinced of that. But uh, Jacksonville stunned me. I had no idea they were ready for that moment. I thought they were just going to go up to Pittsburgh and uh, be sacrificial lambs. I honestly did. Um, but they put up a bunch of fight. Every time Pittsburgh rallied and would – bring the games into within one score, they would have an answer. And that's that's big-time mature football right there. That's that's good coaching. That's that's a lot of stuff. So, hey, Jacksonville earned it in Pittsburgh yesterday. I'm watching a lot of current Broncos uh, via Twitter saying, uh-oh, um, you know, Brady's not going to like this matchup. Brady's not going to like that Jacksonville defense. It reminds a lot of people of the Denver defense. Big difference, though. Big, big difference. When the Denver defense beat Brady, they beat Brady at Mile High Stadium. This game's in right. Foxborough. It's a big difference between the two. Dude, I, I honestly want to jump on the Jacksonville bandwagon and say that they have a chance, but I would be shocked if the Patriots did not beat them by at least 10. I'm with you, bro. And it's as sad as it sounds. I am. To I think I think it's going to be New England for sure, and then we'll see what happens in the NFC. Hey, man, uh, Harvester, I, I feel so bad. I, I, I did not want you to relive that year, that moment, but uh, the story on Clancy Barone was something else. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, wait till, wait till you see this Thursday, by the way. I told you what I was doing. I sat down with uh, Mike Shanahan and Jake Plummer uh, for an exclusive interview that we're airing on Let's Talk Football this Thursday. You will love it. You will enjoy it. Very, very intriguing stuff from both of those men. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Take care. That is the harvester, Joel Dreesen, who joins us uh, periodically here on the program. 
Uh, God, you can hear the pain in his voice. 2013, I saw every Bronco in the locker room after that game. Nobody, nobody took that game harder than he did. Vic, that was raw. I, I applaud Joel for coming on this morning and being as honest as he was. He just revealed to us that an a current NFL head coach couldn't even look at Raheem Moore the day after the game. That would, of course, be Adam Gase. Wow, great stuff from Dreesen. He told us that his coach almost died in the coach's box. He passed out. Clancy Barone passed out. He was dead, and then he came to life. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow. I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah. And that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in their distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. The new year is a great time for resolutions and starting fresh by making healthy changes in our lives. Unlike starting a diet or trying to quit a poor habit, when you hire Ace Radon, testing and fixing a radon problem is one of the easiest, most affordable, and healthy New Year's resolutions there is. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to aceradon.com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamars. And also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut.
Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Here we are in 2018, where it's all about the new. I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza, where new cars and trucks are waiting to be included in your new year. A new winter driving vehicle to give you that peace of mind for the snow that's sure to fly soon. A new heavy-duty work truck to get you to the job site. Or a new and bigger SUV for the kids and all their gear. With the Start Something New event, Johnson has over a 1,000 vehicles to choose from. And test drives are unlimited, so don't be shy. Take time to make the perfect choice, and then pick the color and the extras right now while the selection is great. Over 200 new Jeeps are included in the mix. Enjoy special rebates and incentives on the Grand Cherokee, Cherokee, or Wrangler. Every new vehicle is specially priced for the Start Something New event. And while you focus on the new, Johnson Auto Plaza will make sure you enjoy the same old Johnson Auto Plaza advantage. A great family business with a proven way of doing business that turns first-time buyers into lifetime customers every day. Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Multiple delays do still exist across the Mile High Cities. You make the trek through town this MLK Monday. Southbound I-225 still completely closed from I-70 down to Parker Road due to a massive pileup. Northbound I-225 also shut down at that Parker Road exit, resulting in slower speeds back to Yosemite. Eastbound I-70 seeing speeds in the single digits from Quebec out to I-225. And folks headed into Denver from the eastern plains, put it on your radar that westbound I-70 is shut down from Lyman into Aurora. This traffic report is brought to you by the Rock and Roll Marathon Series. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for the best year yet in 2018. This best-in-class running experience is one you won't want to miss. Register now, runrockandroll.com. I'm Dustin Thomason with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. So, yeah, I was I was really, really bummed that day. I remember just sobbing uncontrollably for a little while. But uh, as far as how I treated Raheem, I never spoke to him again. I, I don't I don't remember ever really speaking to him again until uh, maybe the fall camp. I remember walking in the building the next day, and me and Adam Gase were sitting down next to each other just having breakfast, just kind of crying in our milk. And uh, Adam Gase was like, man, you, you played your butt off yesterday. He's like, man, I, I can't even look at Raheem right now. I, I, I can't even fathom being in his presence right now. Ah, that's years later. You can still feel the emotion in Joel Dreesen's voice, which is why I, I stick to my guns on this one. I, I, I really think it's best for Marcus Williams and the Saints for him to play elsewhere next year. And I know he's just a rookie. And he made other plays, great plays, but I just don't know how he can shake that off. He will forever be known as that guy in that game. Much like Raheem Moore was known as that guy in that game. And he was never the same again. Welcome yeah. back to the Vic Lombardi Show. In hindsight, Vic, the Broncos bringing Raheem Moore back was probably a mistake. I, they should have moved on after what happened. Well, you, you know... You can only put stock in the the human condition, and you hope you know we as as humans can overlook stuff. But you can only overlook so much, and I think deep down human nature takes over, and you're always going to hold him accountable, no matter what happens. He's always going to be known for that play. Marcus Williams next year can have a pick six to win a game, a playoff game, right? He can come back and have a pick six to win a playoff game. 
he's still going to be known as that guy. As sad as it sounds, he will. Oh, totally. Totally. Hey, we've got Peter McNabb in just a few minutes to talk about the red-hot abs, but do you want to sneak Marty O in here hear about his little uh, trip to Kansas over the weekend? Sugar, please. Sugar. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. Marty, I was at a hotel in San Antonio watching that Kansas-Kansas State game. What a finish. That was Dude, a good K- finish, right? K-State had so many chances to win it. I don't know what the hell they were doing at the buzzer. What was that, that last play? play? They did that nothing. Was ridiculous. Yeah, they dribbled so, for 15 seconds and then chucked up a prayer. Where were you sitting? We were we, sitting. We were uh, fourth row center court right by the uh, Jayhawk Beak. We had great seats. Dude, how much did those cost you? Uh, it was a Christmas gift for my wife. I don't know. You don't know. You're married her. now. You can you can ask how much something costs. Well, maybe I'll go rifle through the bank statements later. So that must have been awesome. Dude. Oh, it was Wait. awesome. As my uh, friend HW would say, that place was lit. It was it was awesome. The student section was going crazy. It was great because it was a Kansas State game, interstate rival. It wasn't like we went and saw Northwestern Oklahoma Tech. You know, it was yeah. a it was a great game. And it came down to the final second. Man, K-State had so many chances to it. All right, what you got for us? Okay, a very unhappy birthday to Drew Brees today. He turns 39, probably not really doing too much celebrating today. feel bad for Drew Brees of all because he uh, engineers that comeback, right? He make it, made it so workmanlike. He made it look so easy. You knew there was too much time on the clock for Drew Brees. Everybody saw it, right? I mean, of course he's going to bring him back into that game. He was did. It- and it wasn't enough. Was that Drew Brees' last game as a Saint, Vic? No. You think he'll be why, back? Yeah, why would it be? Well, he's a free agent, so... I know, but no. They're not going to let him go. Are you kidding me? You could tell he still has a couple years left in him. All right, and happy birthday to this former Rocky right here. To right field. Giles is there to make the catch. Tagging his holiday. The throw to the plate. He is... Safe. Not a very enthusiastic safe, but... Uh... He turns 38 today. Matt, Matt Holiday. Holiday. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Matt Holiday's not on my list, Vic, because he made one of the best plays in Colorado sports history. Yeah, but he sort of forced his way out, too, though. Why isn't he on your list? He had a chance to stay here. He chose not to. Because I just love Matt Holiday. Oh, okay. I have a man crush on Matt Holiday. But what's the difference? You, you, you know, so many of these guys on your list, they leave Denver for, for different reasons. He left Denver because he wanted more money. He got more money in St. Louis. The Rockies should have offered him more than four years oh, and eighty million. That was an insulting offer from the Rockies. So, okay, so you know you blame Brock Osweiler for going to Houston, but you don't blame the Broncos. You blame Tulo, but you don't blame the Rockies. I blame Brock Osweiler for acting like a giant baby after he got okay. benched for Peyton Manning. Go on, Marty. All right, nineteen seventy-eight Super Bowl twelve, first Super Bowl that's played indoors. The Cowboys defeated the Broncos twenty-seven to ten. Do you guys know who won MVP of that game? Super Bowl twelve. Yeah, it was 12. a defensive player. It was the first defensive player to win MVP. Um, God, what the hell? It was a defensive lineman. Who was it? It's actually two players. It was Harvey Martin and Randy yes. White. First yes. and only time they had a split MVP. Yep. Yep, the uh, Broncos had eight turnovers in that game. Outside of those eight turnovers, pretty good offensive game plan. Those darn turnovers. Okay, 1983, this one's pretty important. A man named Tom Sykes keeps a lifesaver in his mouth intact for seven hours and ten minutes. That's not possible. Hey. Wait, how's that possible? Talk to Tom. He did Wait, wait. 
not a lightsaber, Star Wars, a lightsaber. A lightsaber, the little candy, the little circle candies, yeah. Seven hours and ten minutes. That's a lot of concentration. Okay, so I hate to get all technical here. Clearly, the mouth had to be open because you couldn't get the saliva near the candy. Because if you got the saliva near the candy, it would it would start to dissolve. I mean, uh, there's no video, but uh, I think you're right with that theory. Must have had some serious dry mouth. <laughs> all right, last one here. 2001, Wikipedia is launched. Mm. Manchester does his Wikipedia segments on Thursday, Vic. What do you think he'll do this week for us? Maybe the... Uh... The advent of Wikipedia. <laughs> Can you Wikipedia Wikipedia? Yeah, well, Wikipedia is done for society. Yeah, there you go. It's just changed the way we research. You don't remember the days of microfiche, my friend. What? Microfiche. Back in the day when you had to write something. Yeah, Peter McNabb does. Hell, Peter McNabb precedes microfiche, I imagine. What? When we come back, thank you, by the way, Marty. Appreciate it. Welcome back. When we come back, the great Peter McNabb on what has gotten into the Avs. Winners of six straight, trying to make it an even seven today. He's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow, the Nuggets host the Mavericks at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show. Game it away at 635. Jason Kosminski and the radio voice of the Nuggets will be on the call. KKSE Parker, Denver, home of the most. Sports Station, Altitude 950. And this thing is... Wait for it. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. It comes up and out now for Pitlick, and he's on his horse to the Av zone. Sends it through Johnson. Avs pick it away. Good play by Greer. Heels behind his cage with Frazee. He'll work it up the board. Sends it up ice. McKinnon with speed. One-on-one to the Dallas end. Holds, looks, and shoots. Score! Nathan McKinnon! It went off of Bishop and in. Way down low. And the Avs have taken a 2-1 lead. So the Avs go into Dallas after a week off. Right? The momentum's gone. They gotta go on the road. There's no way they win in Dallas after a week off. Not only do they win, they overcome some suspect calls on the way to another W. Six in a row for the Colorado Avs. A chance to make it seven straight. One o'clock face-off this afternoon at Pepsi Center against the Anaheim Ducks. Let's welcome in the voice of the Avs. Longtime analyst Peter McNabb. Peter, uh, my first question, thank you. My first question is, how are they doing this? What, what What's going on right now? Well, I mean, you, you start at the top as far as, you know, what's changed. We're certain Nathan McKinnon has just become, um, if you go back to November 1st, uh, I'd be hard-pressed to find a better player in the entire National Hockey League. So, you know, you start with that. His line mates, Landeskog and Rantanen, have come along with him. It's one of the top lines in the National Hockey League. Uh, it's something you have to work at every single night if you're the opposition. They're big, they're strong. So you start with that, and then, you know, if if they did one thing from last year to this year, just talking to the players yesterday, this is a younger club that's quicker and faster in a league that's quicker and faster. So they they changed with the with the times. Uh, they've got some good young players. Uh, the defensive core, uh, you know, you look at Johnson having a great year. The door off at 22 is becoming one of the really big, strong defensemen in the National Hockey League. So everything that they hoped would kind of fall in place 
has fallen in place. And they're right now, uh, after just a miserable year last year, they're they're really completely in the thick of the playoff push, and it's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the way. Only Calgary has a longer win streak right now. Calgary's won seven in a row. The Avs have won six in a row. And yet, just to show you how tough the Central Division is, the Avs are still at the bottom of the division. And I know they got a game, a couple games in hand, but that's how crazy tough this division really is, Peter. Well, and you stretch it even farther, Vic, and the idea is this conference. You look at San Jose. Now, San Jose has games in hand on just about everybody, but they have 50 points after 41 games. That's a 100-point season, and they're not in the playoffs yet. They're in ninth spot in the Western Conference. So it's, you know, you look at the Avalanche, they may need, you know, 97, 98 points to get into the playoffs this, this year, which would be, believe it or not, a 50% or 50 point increase from last year. But, you know, you don't look at it that way. You look at the idea, where are they now? They've got three games this week. You've got Anaheim today. Anaheim has 49 points. The Avs have 49 points. Then you've got San Jose. They've got 50. The Avs have got 49 now. Then they've got the Rangers. Today they've got 49. So three clubs right with them as far as it's the pressure to make the playoffs, the, the same number of points after pretty much the same number of games, and you're at home where you've won your last five and you've won six in a row. So, it, again, it, it's, it's an important stretch of three games. And it was almost worked well that they got that first one in Dallas out of the way in Dallas. Because the first period, Dallas was better. The second period, the Avalanche were a little better. But it came down to a one-period game, and the Avs were the better hockey club in the third period. But now you got three at home. You've got that one out of the way, and now maybe you can get back to playing the way you were at home over those last five games. There were a couple suspect calls in that Dallas game that the Avs had to overcome. In order, which which were the, which were the more suspicious ones in your mind? Because they still won the game, mind you. But had they lost, we'd be talking about those calls today. Yeah, you would. But you know, one of the things about maturity as a hockey club is once it's over, it's over. Once the decision has been made, I, you know, I can remember being on good teams, and you know, you you'd just be angry as all get out at the call, but once the call is done, you just have to let it go. Then it's for us to talk about and, you know, and, you know, you know, what, what happened here? What could have happened? What happened? But when you're playing, all of a sudden they call the, you know, sort of a go off, Como behind the net. Well, you got to forget about it. It's instead of being two nothing, it looked like it was just one nothing and you just play it out and you can't worry about that. And the teams that are going to be successful, there's always going to be calls that go one way or the other. And you have to be mad, get it out of the way, coaches yell, you look at it, you try to see if you can maybe talk to the referee and give you the next call, whatever. But the idea is you just let it go. And I think the Avalanche did a really nice job in that game of just forgetting about it and playing on it. Uh, long-term status, are you concerned at all uh, with Varley? Uh, I know Bernier has played well in his stead, but you got to get Varley back there, don't you? Yeah. I, I mean, that's of all the things that are positive for the Avalanche. I was watching, for example, uh, Tyson Berry yesterday. Starting to skate, starting yep. to feel better, still a, at least a couple weeks away. But, you know, he's skating. He's going to be in great shape when he gets back. Once, it's, once the bone is healed, he'll be able to play. So, you know... All of these things look positive, and but but there's the one thing, you know, Varley, and you know, you're coming off last year where he had operations on both, you know, hips, 
groin area, and now he's out again. Of course it's a concern because, you know, I think that probably in order, uh, Johnson's been your most valuable player from game one to game 42. McKinnon certainly is the best player now, absolutely. And, you know, he's just been stunning. But maybe your most important player is your goaltender, and it is Varley. Can Bernier continue to do this? Boy, he's going to have to until the All-Star break, at least. And, you know, last year he, he did a great job for Anaheim. He was 21-7-4 for Anaheim last year. And he's won his last, I think, four or five games for the Avalanche. And But that being said, you're just in the back of your mind, you're going, boy, if we ever get Varley back and we've got the one-two tandem of these guys and Varley's Varley, you got a real shot. And if he doesn't come back, you know, it, it changes – the approach that you have to to what? To back up? Is Hammond going to be the backup? Are you, when is he going to play his first game? Is he going to play his first game? You know, it's just a lot of questions. But it, it, there's no question that, that that Barley not being healthy and the way they're talking and the fact that you thought he might be back after the break. Now he won't be back until the All-Star game. It does sit there a little bit and, and let you worry. You know what's fun about this time of year, Peter? The Dallas win was important for several reasons, but you get your points there and you deny them points because they're ahead of you in the standings. Anaheim today, same amount of points as the uh, the Avs. Same deal here. Not only do you want to win, but you want to deny them points. We're at that point now where we're denying teams points so you can stay ahead or with them in the standings. Yeah, and I could, you know what? I think that is such a big point. Like, and the idea that the Avalanche were really top-heavy in the Eastern Conference um, to start the season. They only have nine games of their last 40 against the East. All the rest of the games are going to be in the West against clubs like Anaheim, like uh, San Jose. They haven't even played Edmonton yet. They haven't played Vancouver. These four-point games are just going to be you know, coming at the avalanche. On one side, it's a lot of pressure. On the other side, Boy, is that nice. It, you control it. The Avalanche, absolutely. With the games they have inside the conference, all 30-plus, 30 31 games against the conference, it's right there for them. And they're, they're going to be playing all of these teams. The Chicago's, they've got three. Everybody right around them, the Avalanche, if they're going to get in, they can win their way in. And I think that's that's really exciting. Well, Peter, looking forward to your call as usual. Looking forward to have the Avs play meaningful games down the stretch. It's been a while, my friend. Nobody knows more than you. It's been a while. Thank you so much for a few minutes, and good luck this afternoon at Pepsi Center. Okay, got no problem. Thanks very much. Take care. That is the great Peter McNabb. You will hear him on Altitude Television, of course, at the Avs skate against the Anaheim Ducks this afternoon. The Avs and Ducks both tied with 49 points, if you take a look at those wild card standings in the Western Conference, it's nuts. I mean, it's one point here or there. And I guess that's sort of conducive to the way the uh, NHLers do their record thing. I mean, they have three different categories, for crying out loud. You're going to get a little more. Uh, you're gonna, it's going to be more tight-knit among the uh, teams chasing. But, man, in the Western Conference, good luck. It's going to come down to the final game. It's going to come right down to it. Coming up a little bit later. Pat Rooney, Buffs Sports Zone, Boulder Daily Camera on a big weekend for the CU Buffs basketball team. They go to Pauley Pavilion and do something they've never done before. They won a game there. That much more coming up next on Altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on the Monday edition of Kreckman and Harris, we recap the epic weekend that was the NFL playoffs. Plus, we will have Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider, on to help us understand what's going on in Dove Valley. We'll also have your reaction between Avs and Ducks, who's skating a little midday matinee. Also recap the Nuggets weekend. How did they look in their Sega Baba in San Antonio? Kreckman and Harris, 3 o'clock Monday. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Attention cell phone users. If you love your phone, love your number, and want free service, now you can get all three with SafeLink Wireless at absolutely zero cost. That's right. Keep your own phone, keep your own number, and we'll keep you connected with free service that includes free minutes, unlimited text, and free data. It's all yours if you qualify for programs such as SNAP or Medicaid. SafeLink is a Lifeline supported service in a government benefit program. Only eligible consumers may enroll in Lifeline. The service is non-transferable and limited to one per household. Documentation of income or program participation may be required for enrollment. You must have a compatible GSM phone. Most smartphones are compatible. Free is free. Keep your own phone, keep your own number, and we'll keep you connected. With free service that includes free minutes, unlimited text, and free data. Get started now by calling 1-800-SAFELINK or go to safelink.com. That's 1-800-SAFELINK or go to safelink.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. My tight end is Coach Clancy Barone. At the end of regulation, he's up in the box, right? He said that he got so mad, he passed out. He fell down on the floor, and, like, the other coaches up there had to, like, slap his face. Like, wake up, Clancy, wake up. Shut up. Clancy is now the tight end coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, we, we hear new information every time that story emerges. The Raheem Moore game. Joel Dreesen joining us about a half an hour ago telling us that his uh, former tight ends coach passed out 
He passed out. He was so angry. He nearly died. And now here he is, the tight ends coach of the Minnesota Vikings, who move on to the NFC Championship game. That is sports, and it's, I tell you, you watch for a reason. Yesterday's why we watched. You know who has it tougher right now, though, than Marcus Williams of the Saints and Raheem Moore, formerly the Broncos? You know who has it tougher than both those guys? Who? The dude who was in charge of that emergency missile test thing in Hawaii over Mm. the weekend. Mm. You heard about that, right? Oh, yeah. That was scary. Can you imagine living on the island and having that come across your cell phone? You're just hanging out. It's 8 in the morning. You're getting ready to ride the waves. You're getting ready to enjoy a beautiful day in Hawaii. And all of a sudden, across your cell phone, incoming missile. Watch out. This is what it read. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. So 38 minutes pass before another message is sent that it was obviously a a warning and a mistake. What do you do in those 38 minutes? You're on the island Hawaii. What do you do anywhere if 38 minutes pass and you get that message across your phone? Yeah, I, I don't know, Vic. I mean, I, the, the emotions going through your mind when you see that, and, and luckily, thank goodness, it was a false alarm. But, yeah, I, I, I don't even know where to start on that. So it's an employee that works for the Hawaiian Emergency Management Agency, and there are two buttons that he's supposed to hit. One button is a test. The, the other button is the real thing. I want to know who set those buttons up because they're right next to each other. Who put those buttons next to each other? How do you put those buttons next to each other? How is that possible? Right? You know, you're, you're typing on your phone. You accidentally hit the one letter instead of the other. You hit a P instead of an O. How would you put those two buttons next to each other, given the circumstances, given what could happen? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Some of the PGA golfers in Hawaii over the weekend getting set to play their round of golf are in their hotel rooms ready to get over to the golf course. They get that message. They don't even leave. You know, they're there with their family. One golfer had a mattress in the bathtub over he and his kids, his wife and kids. They had a mattress on. I couldn't fathom what would go through my mind if I read something like that in my cell phone. Couldn't even fathom it. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be doing this radio show right now. No. No. Yeah, it's just a, ugh, just a hard situation. Even It puts a lot of things in perspective, right? What Marcus Williams did yesterday doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, right? Yes. Yeah. So so if Marcus Williams wants to feel <laughs> I'm not saying he's gonna feel good, but if if Marcus Williams wants perspective, trust me, it's nothing compared to the dude who hit the wrong button in Hawaii. That is crazy. What Marcus Williams did, he'll play football again. Now granted I don't think he should play for the Saints, but whatever. Vic, a lot of uh, NFL playoff talk today, and rightfully so. But, man, what a interesting weekend locally from CU to the Avs to the Nuggets. There's a lot to digest in all three of those. Yes, there are. And the, the fact is we keep track of the NFL because it's the most recent thing that happened. But we're going to talk to Pat Rooney next who covers the uh, the Buffs. The Buffs did something they'd never done before. They went into uh, – Pauley Pavilion and won a basketball game on Saturday. Uh, they beat UCLA. This is after losing to USC in that that fight between uh, Andy Enfield and Tad Boyle. They managed to withstand all that stuff, go into Pauley and win a game. 
Uh, the Nuggets, meanwhile, they're back at it tomorrow night. They got a uh, back-to-back, first of a back-to-back. They got Dallas followed by the Clippers. Nuggets got to figure this out, dude, because I'm, I'm at that point in the season where it's starting to get dangerous. They're in the eighth seed right now, mm. and they're only a half game up of the Clippers who are charging hard. They play the Clippers Wednesday night in L.A. That could be a very meaningful game for the Nuggets. All right, so very t- meaningful. Tell me about your trip to San Antonio. Um, obviously, it was just a quick one. You were, you were with the team, but you know you lose by 32. That's a pretty disappointing outcome. Yeah. I know the Spurs are good, but a 32-point loss is a 32-point loss. And uh, to give the Nuggets credit, that was the first game in a long time. First game in maybe a month and a half that you felt hopeless, right? Every game they've been in, um, especially in this new year, they've been in the game. They've had a chance to win the game. You felt like, hey, okay, we got a ball game. Third quarter comes around, they cut it to six, and then San Antonio turns it on. And like most trips to San Antonio, you feel hapless and hopeless. Sure. You just got no chance. There's a reason the Spurs are 19-2 and two at home. There's a reason the Nuggets have not won there, now 10 straight and counting. It's been a long time. The Spurs just do it right. And they're tough to beat at their place, and you just want to get the hell out of Dodge. If there's such a thing as a schedule loss, that was it. You know what's worse? Is that later this month, they got to do the same damn thing. They play Boston at home, followed by a back-to-back at San Antonio. Good luck with that. Mm. Not trying to go all field day on you, Vic, but the fact that the Joker almost had another triple-double, that's huge to me. It feels like he's breaking out of this slump. Yeah, you know, I think he likes playing there. Uh, something about playing in uh, in that town, in that arena, because he's had his best games, to be honest with you, as a nugget. Look it up. He emerged. That's when he was discovered by Michael Malone, when he, when he was a, a kid playing in San Antonio, when he first made a name for himself. So I, I, I think I'm not worried about Jokic. I'm a little worried about whatever malaise that has impacted the Nuggets of late. It's it just this is that time of year. The dog days of January, you want to survive, you want to grind. Tomorrow night's a grind. You got to beat Dallas at home, man. You have to. These are games you have to win, especially considering the next night you're on the road against a team that is only a half game back in the standings. These are the grinded out games. Well, and Vic, we've talked about it. I mean, the the schedule breaks pretty, pretty favorably for them the rest of the month, sands that Boston, San Antonio back-to-back. I mean, you've got Dallas at home. You've got Phoenix at home. You've got Portland at home. You've got the Knicks at home. You've got Dallas at home again. Yeah, you know what, though, man? Remember, we started the month by saying this is an easy stretch for the Nuggets. This is where they can make hay. This is where... I, I, I hate hearing stuff like that. I hate... Because, you know, if we talk about what do you think privately they're discussing, right? What do you think you know, when the players look at the schedule? I don't even know if they look that far ahead. I, there, there, are, there are no easy stretches for this team. We've established that. They're, they're currently one game above 500. They're a 500 team. There's no such thing as an easy stretch. In fact, they play better against better competition. Oh, they totally do. They play to the level of their competition on a regular basis. We've discussed that. When you're when you're playing the, the Warriors, that's great. When you're playing the Hawks at home and losing, that's not so great, right? Like, yeah. playing to the level of your competition is great when the team you're playing is good. But uh, Dallas tomorrow night, Vic, I mean... Uh, I think they need to win that game by double digits. The, am I am I out of turn saying that? What you're, I think what you're trying to say to yourself, you want to see the real nuggets. You want to see the offense because the offense has been miserable of late. Let's be honest. The offense has been bad. 
Uh, whatever creativity we're used to seeing out of the Nuggets offense, it's not there. And especially in the first quarter. Their first quarters have been miserable. They scored 16 in the first against San Antonio. And we've seen it at home, too. They need to get off to a better start. And by saying that, perhaps, perhaps it's time to tweak the starting lineup. Mm, what would you do? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and I actually asked, I asked Coach Malone about that after the game. I mean, are you worried about the starts to these games? I don't know what you'd do. Because it's easy to look at the starting lineup and say, all right, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take Plumlee out and put Trey Lyles in. Well, Trey Lyles has struggled of late too. He was one of nine in San Antonio. It's not just one person here or there. I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're, if you're Michael Malone. It's something needs to happen because their first quarters, They've been awful. Vic, was Paul Millsap with you guys? He was. I don't think he made the trip to San Antonio. Okay. I mean, it was just a quick trip. But, you know, Malone kind of uh, surprised both of us last week when he came on your show and said that Millsap still may be two months away. So I I guess, um, do we have any sort of a a realistic timeline on Paul Millsap right now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if if the Nuggets are going to climb out of this, they're going to have to do it on their own. I mean, you can't you can't put that in you can't put Paul Millsap's name in the conversation right now. Just do it on your own. You know, if he comes back and he comes back around the the All Star game, great. That's a bonus. If he doesn't, then you're going to have to get out of this with what you've got. Hey, before we go to break, um, one quick Broncos story because I'm sure the Broncos. I'm <laughs> monitoring Twitter. They're they're commenting on all the games yesterday. Did you see about Carlos Henderson yesterday? Mm, I did. I did. Was he, was, do, do you want to tell people what happened? Play. Yeah, he didn't play, right? He was He, he was IR up, all year, I believe. They, they yeah. IR'd him in training camp. He yes. got hurt. So he gets arrested in Louisiana uh, for possession of marijuana. Now, come on. I think we're past that, especially being Colorado people with the whole marijuana thing. <laughs> it's how they found the marijuana. Officers searched inside his mouth and found a thick green residue. How do you get that search warrant? Sir, can I look inside your mouth, please? Can you open your mouth? Yeah, I I said it last night, Vic. I I don't care if the kid smokes weed. It's legal in the state we live in. It's legal in the state we're doing this radio show from. I I care that he got caught. Like, how, How can you get arrested, dude? How how do you have this much on the line? You're a third-round pick who's trending toward being a bust, and you get arrested in a place where you know marijuana is frowned upon. So yeah, T.J. Ward was arrested in Florida, too. Be smarter. That, that would be my advice. Be smarter. I mean, the, the Broncos' 2017 draft class, Vic, is looking like a colossal, colossal disaster. Don't look good. I hope Kubiak drafts this year. I hope Gary Kubiak drafts this year. I do. Listen, you, you know I'm. Yeah, I, I don't do the. I don't do the devil's lettuce. I, you, you know that. But this is where I agree with that lot. I, I don't understand what the big deal is. If you can put chewing tobacco in your mouth, are they going to search my mouth for chewing tobacco? That can do far worse to your mouth. Trust you, me, I know. I did it for 22 years. Yeah, I'm not a weed guy either. But I, but, you know what? Personal freedom. If you want to do it, do it. Just don't get caught because Carlos Henderson. I'm now questioning your intelligence. But one question I do have because I, I don't imbibe. So when you eat it, they found it in his mouth. Does it have the same effect? You, honest to God, big. Honest to God, you're asking the wrong guy. I, I don't know. I don't mess with that. Again, you, so. you look like a weed guy. If you eat it, does it have the same effect?
So it has to be made into a butter because your stomach has to be able to metabolize it. You cannot just eat the plant. It will not, your stomach will not metabolize it. You have to make it into, you have to extract the THC from the plant and make it into a butter and then your stomach can metabolize the THC. That's how it works. The more you know, the more you know. Up next, Pat Rooney, Boulder Daily Camera on a historic weekend for the CU Buffs basketball team. History was made. We'll discuss next. Have you ever heard the saying, New Year, New You? Here comes Tuff on the run, Playbird, down front, score! Oh my goodness! This is the home of your 2018 Colorado Avalanche. A highlight real goal by rookie Alexander Kerfoot. Six wins in a row. Went up and over T. The Avs host the Ducks this afternoon. Pre-game at 1235. Moe's has the face-off at 1 on the home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Here's your National Western Stock Show update. Brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Today's highlights include the MLK Junior African American Heritage Rodeo at the Coliseum. And you don't want to miss the Extreme Dog Show. Man's best friend in an all-new show full of amazing tricks and aerial stunts. Tickets and information at NationalWestern.com. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Your local John Deere dealer is Four Rivers Equipment and proud to be your working partner. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located on 570 in Colorado. You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From oil changes to computerized alignments, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer same-day service. Mention this ad and get an oil change starting at $26.99. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Brakes Plus. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray's on the run, and he throws it down. Get one ticket and one beer and sit in the lower level for just $50. Out to Barton, can he hit again? You betcha! The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, January 19th versus the Phoenix Suns at 7 p.m. Jokic three to shoot, fall back, baby! Yeah! 
Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Radon is the least known and most deadly of all indoor air pollutants. And it's preventable. According to the EPA, every 25 minutes someone dies from radon-related lung cancer. Radon testing and mitigation is highly specialized, and it's all we do at Ace Radon. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to AceRadon.com. Hey there, hockey fans. Tune in this afternoon on Altitude. Watch as your Colorado Avalanche look for a win at home against the Anaheim Ducks. Free game starts today at 12 p.m. with puck drop at 1 p.m. Altitude gets you an all-access pass to your Colorado Avalanche. Make sure to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive interviews with your favorite Avalanche players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. King again. Five threes for George King. Boy, the Buffs going to Pauly and beat the Bruins? More on that in a moment. Let me get a couple of these texts out of the way because people are assaulting me. Assaulting my intelligence. Yeah, I get it. Carlos Henderson was trying to hide the weed from the cops. That's why he put it in his mouth. I understand that. My question is, what effect does it have once it enters your mouth? Is it like chewing tobacco? That's all I'm asking. He was trying to eat as much of it as possible so they wouldn't catch him with it. So he put it in his mouth. But does it have a Copenhagen-like effect? That is the question I pose. Let's go to the hotline and bring in Pat Rooney, who covers the uh, buffs in every sport. He had a chance to watch them beat the UCLA Bruins over the weekend in a uh, pretty big game, considering it's never happened before. Pat, thanks for a few minutes this morning. How are you, my man? Good, Vic. How are you? Thanks for having me. Very good, very good. Hey, I thought that was a big win for various reasons. Tad Boyle coming off that loss at SC after all that hubbub back and forth between he and uh, Andy Enfield. I thought it was a win you had to have because now it says, okay, you know, it wasn't a fluke beating ASU and U of A. That wasn't a fluke. We're we're a different team now. What is different about this team over the last couple weeks? Why are they playing such better basketball? I think a lot of it is the attitude um, and a lot of the fresh blood that the kind of the, the, the really good freshman class has brought in. Uh, we're seeing a much better fight out of this Buffalo's team than, than maybe we've seen the last few years. You know, um, one thing I've talked with Tad Boyle a lot in recent weeks is in the last few years when when another team would go on a big run and, and 
you know, kind of take control of a game. Uh, the Buffs always had a hard time responding. That's not the case with this group. I mean, even in some of the games that they've lost, like at Xavier, they had a really bad start, but at one point managed to battle back in the game. Uh, same can be said about Oregon State. We're seeing a lot more fight out of this team. There's a, there's a, a, a different level of mental toughness. Uh, and, and going in that UCLA game, they were 0-5 on the road this year. Um, really, it was 0-6. Uh, the, the game against Iowa and Sioux Falls counted as a, a neutral court game, but uh, that was that was pretty much a road environment for CU. Um, and, and to go in a venue where they've never won before and, and come out with it, and really, they, they led the whole game. Uh, UCLA scored the first bucket of the game. That was their only lead the whole night, and uh, Colorado was in control. And again, a couple times during the game, we saw UCLA make a run, get within uh, four points on a couple occasions in the second half, but each time the Buffs were able to answer. So I think the short answer for you is, is the mental toughness on this team is, is far superior than what we've seen at least the last few years. Is it enough to start talking about the dance, or are we way too early on that? I think it's a little early for that. Uh, they still have some really uh, unfortunate early losses in, in non-conference play, uh, some bad losses to make up for. Um, you know, I think they're when all said and done, they're going to really want that home loss to, to San Diego back. Uh, the, the road loss against Colorado State kind of jumps to mind as well. So they have still some work to do uh, to make up for that. I think because it's a young team, it's not a question. We might still see them lose a game that uh, they're not supposed to along the way. Uh, so they still have some work to do. However, the, their RPI uh, coming into this week is it's 53 which is pretty solid for a team that's 11 and seven overall. Uh, so certainly, if, if they can, you know, if they play like they have the last two weeks uh, going forward, um, I think that talk will will, will start generating, a, 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 you know, kind of a little bit more validity going forward. I don't think we're there yet, but uh, certainly the Buffs can play their way into it. Hey, you've known um, Tad Boyle for quite some time, and you know Tad. He's not afraid to speak his mind, but were you at all surprised by what he said after the win against Arizona and, and what that led to? I wasn't surprised that he said it. I was surprised with what it led to. Um, he's been pretty upfront from the get-go. Uh, the FBA, uh, I'm sorry, FBI investigation uh, kind of broke in late September, and, and from the beginning, Tan's been you know, pretty pretty upfront about his feelings on it. I think he's been as respectful as he can be. You know, he hasn't been out there just uh, waylaying cheaters and, and stuff like that. But he's, he's been pretty vocal about uh, the frustrations of feeling like you're not playing on a level playing field. Uh, and so when he was asked uh, that question last week, he, you know, he gave a, a pretty honest answer. I, I thought he was uh, very PC about it. He kind of alluded to respecting Sean Miller from Arizona and Andy Enfield from USC, but, but then he was honest. Uh, you know, hell yes was his phrase. It, it felt better to, to beat one of those teams. You know, I was a little surprised with what it led to. Um, you know, Andy Enfield then last week coming out with his comments uh, prior to the game at USC uh, about he, how he felt uh, Tad disrespected his, his student-athletes. You know, Tad didn't actually say anything about uh, USC student-athletes, so uh, you know, the way it's snowballed, and then the way Andy Enfield just, you know, I, I don't know if you saw it, but, but took yeah. a timeout with 21 seconds left in that yeah. game just to kind of rub it in CU's face. Uh, you know, that's one, I mean, Pat even said afterward, that's not one his team or, or he is going to forget for a long time. And, yeah. you know, it just felt really unbecoming for, for USC amid all this. You know, the very next day they announced the player that's kind of in the center 
pure irony. Investigation, DeAnthony Melton. The very next day, USC announced that he's not going to play for the rest of the season. He hasn't played so far, but at that point, it was still kind of an indefinite thing. Uh, the very next day, they announced he's going to be on the sideline for the rest of the year. So for USC to kind of not take the high road and and, and turn around and, and, and rub it in CU's face, yeah, I thought it was a bad look for USC. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised Pat said it. I was surprised with, with the way it kind of snowballed from there. God, just the – listen, I love college basketball, especially tournament time, clearly. But it sure. just feels so dirty at times. It just feels like, you know, you have to wash your hands. What some of these guys pull off and then smile into the camera like nothing's wrong sort of yeah. angers me, to be honest with you. Yeah, and USC, you know, those those players are, have been pretty emotional. They've been pretty vocal on Twitter in, in supporting DeAnthony Melton, saying he didn't do anything wrong, kind of calling out their own administration uh, for for handing down this suspension and and you're right it's it's tough it's a tough look for the Pac-12 I mean let, let's go ahead two months and what if it's Arizona and USC in the Pac-12 championship game in, in Las Vegas uh, in early March here uh, how bad a look will that be for the league that all this is going on and, and here's these two teams playing for the title it's tough and I agree with you it's uh, hopefully hopefully some goodness is another thing Tad Boyle has, has said along the way is. Hopefully, when all is said and done with, with this investigation and, and all, all the dust from the fallout has settled, hopefully there's some tangible change that, that comes of this that, that hopefully cleans up the game a little bit. And let's see what the Buffs can do from here on out. 11-7, and seven, you're right. I, you never guaranteed a, a, a dance ticket. It's going to take a lot more than 11-7, uh, uh, and seven, that's for damn sure. But with the NCAA and, uh, and the selection committee, Every year it seems that the Buffs, no matter what their record is, if you don't win the conference, you're always barely holding on. You're just barely holding on, waiting to get in. So I can't wait till tournament time. Pat, thanks for a few minutes this morning, man. Yeah, you bet, Vic. Thanks for All having right. me. That is Pat Rooney from the Boulder Daily Camera, BuffZone.com. Uh, God, I forgot to ask him if he's ever seen somebody ride a bike at 1.04 a.m. in Boulder. I'm sure he has on the highway. Highway 36. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it happens all the time. Buffs are exciting. Yeah, Buffs are exciting right now, Vic. Yeah, they are, but they got a long way to go. I mean, you know, it's it's one thing to say they're a tournament team now. They're they're playing like one right now, but they got a long way to go. He just said, I, I didn't realize that was their only road win. I no idea. Need more than one road win to make the tournament. They look at that stuff. Trust me, they do. Okay, when we come back. Whatever mistakes we made here in the last uh, two and a half hours, and I'm sure we made a ton of them. Your thoughts on uh, on what you saw over the weekend? Marty O has all our mistakes ready to go. Plus, uh, are we going to hear from Manchester? Is he awake? Is he alive? I don't know. Should we call him and see if he answers? No, I don't want to call him. Okay. He'll join us tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Don't miss the Nuggets Social on Wednesday, January 24th at Punchbowl Social. Meet your favorite Nuggets players, coaches, alumni, dancers, and super mascot Rocky. And raise funds to support Crocky Sports Charities. Tickets at NBA.com forward slash Nuggets forward slash tickets. Don't miss the National Western Stock Show going on now through the 21st. Enjoy acres of Western shopping and the Super Bowl of livestock shows. Get more info now at Altitude 950. 
Fifty.com. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at C3Adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray's on the run, and he throws it down. Get one ticket and one beer and sit in the lower level for just $50. Out to Barton, can he hit again? You betcha! The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, January 19th versus the Phoenix Suns at 7 p.m. Jokic three to shoot, fall back, baby! Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, car, SUV, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Hey, Riley, I know you got a new truck coming in. What would you like to see on that new truck? I'm hoping to put some 37-inch tires, a leveling kit, possibly a bed cover. Leave it in our hands. We'll get it looking good and to your satisfaction. Colorado Off-Road Restyles your ride. The Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank. Member FDIC. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. My title is Coach Clancy Barone. At the end of regulation, he's up in the box, right? He said that he got so mad, he passed out. He fell down on the floor, and, like, the other coaches up there had to, like, slap his face. Like, wake up, Clancy, wake up. Shut up. Clancy is now the tight end coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. 
That's nuts. That was uh, Joel Dries who joined us in the uh, previous hour reliving the Raheem Moore play and what happened up in the coach's booth and now Clancy Barone's coaching in Minnesota. Crazy. Um, I felt bad for Joel. I didn't want to. Why did we have him on the show this morning? Why would you do that to him? Well, the Harvester joins us every Monday, usually to talk Broncos, but he's going to continue to join us the rest of the football season, and then I'll yeah, leave him alone. What'd you do? I mean, come on. You know that hurt him. You know that hurt. Don't you think it was a little therapeutic for him? It feels like he got a lot of stuff off his chest this That's morning. That's true. I am sort of that way. <laughs> yeah. You are a doctor. We've established that. Uh, but to watch that game and the way it went down, I can. I feel so badly for the Saints fans this morning. I feel so badly. Marcus Williams, in my estimation, cannot play for the Saints next year. That's just, take it as a, just a friendly piece of advice, having lived through Raheem Moore. You're not going to get the same player, no matter what. He may be the same player, he may feel like the same player, but you're not going to get the same player because he's going to be reminded of this play for the rest of his career. So this is interesting because I brought that up, and I'm glad you agree with me, but in hindsight, because I said it at the time, the Broncos needed to cut Raheem Moore, in hindsight, it was a mistake to bring Raheem Moore back, correct? Um, yes, in hindsight. Uh, cut him is a bit ex- extreme. Trade him, maybe, for a pick. He was a second-rounder, correct? I believe I so, out of UCLA, him. yes. Yeah, I don't think you cut him. You, you, you trade him. I, I think you have to trade Marcus Williams. If you're in New Orleans, I don't know how you come back from that. Again, he can come back next season and execute a perfectly, I mean, the most dramatic pick six. And it still doesn't make up for what happened yesterday because people will always tie him to that episode. Mm, it, would ha- it would have to be a pick six to win the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. But it, it would have to be something extreme to um, kind of redeem himself, I guess. Sad but true. I still think that Marcus Williams was worse than Raheem for various reasons. Number one, it was the final play of the game. It ended the game. The Raheem Moore play, as bad as it was for Bronco fans, there was still time. It was still an entire overtime to win the game. They still got the ball back after that play. There was time for John. There was time for play. John Fox to act like an idiot and kneel on the football. We all know that game was over the second Jacoby Jones happened. It felt over, but it wasn't over. The Vikings Saints game was over. The Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl that year, Vic. That's yeah, why that's, Raheem that's Moore take, was worse. That's taking a leap. Do you everybody remember? Assume, everybody assumes that, but come on, man! You still got to win. You still got to. You still got to beat the. You got to beat the Patriots. Do you remember the weather that Sunday? Yes, it was. It yes, was sixty degrees. So what, dude? The Ravens went into Foxborough and won. Clearly, that Patriots team was flawed. They lost a home game to freaking Baltimore. The Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl if Raheem Moore doesn't look like a twelve-year-old trying to judge a fly ball. I guess we'll never know. We won't. Is Raheem, Raheem Moore's out of the league, correct? Yeah. Yeah, he's out of the league. Wow. So much has to happen on that play yesterday. So much. Think about everything that has to happen. The, the pass has to be perfect. The protection has to be perfect. Case Keenum had enough time to execute it, okay? They flooded the right side of the field. Guy runs a seven route on the sideline. Passes right there. Stefan Diggs goes up to get it. Not only does Marcus Williams go down like an elderly man trying to hold his lower back, I don't understand the, I don't understand what he was doing trying to make that tackle in that fashion, but he takes out his teammate. <laughs> he tackles his teammate. Mm. 
That's what we miss about it. He hit his teammates, so nobody's there to tackle Stephon Diggs. Man, feel bad. Uh, the Jags beat the Steelers, put 45 on the board in Pittsburgh. Anybody who thinks they're going to go to Foxborough and put more than 30, you're crazy. You're nuts. There's no way Blake Bortles can do that again. It just doesn't happen. How did he do that? That perhaps is the greatest magic act I've seen all year. But aren't we all Jacksonville, Vic? I mean, aren't we the biggest Jacksonville fans in the world this week? Because I feel like I am a Jacksonville fan this week. Go Jags. Vic, isn't it a little ironic that Blake Bortles, of all people, can end the Patriots dynasty? Of course. Yeah. You have to be un-American not to root for the Jags in this situation. But let's be honest. For those who believe that the Jags have the same recipe that the Broncos employed when they knocked off the Patriots, Big difference. The Broncos did it with defense as well. Yeah, I get it, but they did it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they did it at they did it at Mile High. Jags have to do it in Foxborough. Completely different beast. So I'll put you on the spot, and I did earlier. I'll ask you again. Uh, we'll do our official picks on Friday, but Monday morning, nine fifty three a.m. Who plays in the Super Bowl? What's your gut? I think it's Minnesota and New England. I don't think I'm taking a leap there. I think Minnesota and New England will be in the Super Bowl. And and the Vikings will be the first team to host a Super Bowl, which is crazy. How will that crowd be? Will it be the the corporate crowd, or It'll will be it be corporate? Yeah, you know what? Those, Vikings those, fans. Those, those Vikings fans have a way of showing up. You're going to have a, a more of a, a Vikings tone to it because I think the rest of the country is going to be rooting for the Vikings. Let's be honest. So yes, it'll you'll have a Vikings tone to it. I found it cool afterwards. Did you see that whole Vikings chant and all that business? Oh like, yeah, the skull. skull. What yeah. does that mean, skull? What does that mean? Is that like a what's what's that tradition? Well, sco is let's go. I guess that. But what's sco? What's skull? Isn't skull like Anyone? dip? Yeah, I know skull's a dip. Yeah, that's s k o a l. This is s s k o l. What is skull? I don't know. Our friend Aaron Maynard from Nine News is going to join Julian Scott at 1030. He's a huge Vikings fan, so they'll, they'll right. ask him. How's that sound? In the meantime, uh, let's bring in Marty O for the mistakes we made during the course of this show. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. All right, guys. So Manchester wasn't here today, so obviously not too many mistakes to get through. But... Uh, We'll start with the gross misuse of the term major breaking news. Uh, I mean, I guess that uh, whatever the Titans coach could be classified as breaking news, but major breaking news is a little much. He does it all the time. Well, him with the hot keys is a dangerous thing. Yeah, he always says major breaking news. Never enough to say breaking news because just the term breaking news is newsworthy. But then to add major to it, I mean, what else are you going to do? You don't think Extremely the fact that... Extremely major breaking news? Well, what's the next word? What, what, what adjective can you possibly add to that? Vic, you don't think the fact that they forced Malarkey out so they can hire McDaniels is breaking news, especially to Broncos fans? No, it's breaking news, but major breaking news. No, the that was the problem. Uh, yeah, it's Josh McDaniels' next head coaching job. I would call that major breaking news. I'm going to defend myself there. i tell you what's breaking news. The next time you don't overplay breaking news, that will be breaking news. <laughs> Major. All right, so we have more breaking news here. So it's tough to predict games. I understand that. Let's go back and revisit just how mm, off everybody was on Friday. Next, we have the Jaguars and the Steelers. I'm sure going to take the Steelers. The Steelers are primed for playoff time. It's going to be a Steelers-Patriots AFC title game. This game is going to be gross. Uh, the final score is going to be something like 13-3, to 17-6, to 6, somewhere in that ballpark. Give me Pittsburgh. Remember last year during the NBA season, everybody said, we all know it's going to be Cavs-Warriors. We all know. 
It's going to be New England-Pittsburgh. It's going to be New England-Pittsburgh. I'll take the Steelers. Yeah, we're stupid. But you know what? That's the beauty of sports. They prove us wrong all the time. That's why we watch. I love it. Did you hear the Jags players walk off the field, specifically Malik Jackson? Did you hear them? Who was the player for Pittsburgh who was uh, looking past the Jags? Was it Mitchell? It was Mitchell. Yeah, and did you see the, the Jacksonville Twitter account just roast him yesterday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, and we'll go back to Friday again. HW, all year you said the Falcons were hungover. You picked against them every single week. Let's see what you did on Friday. I've said the Falcons were hungover all year. That's been my yes. line I've used Seven, all year. 16, actually 17 weeks you said that because you said it last week. Hungover from their Super Bowl. The Falcons, the gods are turning on them for what happened in the Super Bowl last year. The Falcons' path to the Super Bowl opening up a little bit. Give me Atlanta. Every week you picked against them. You just didn't stick with your gut. I know. I regret it. Believe me, I regret it. There's a reason I keep calling Nick Foles trash because I'm mad that the Falcons somehow lost to Nick Foles. I right, unless you guys play the Raheem Moore play, which I was under the impression that was kind of a no-no, but uh, HW, there were 31 seconds left to play when they took that knee. 31 seconds. And two timeouts. And two timeouts. And a kicker with a BAC at about point two. Right. I want, I want you to think about something. How much time was left... How much time was left when Case Keenum got the ball back? And remember, there was a false start to start that drive, so they lost they lost five yards right off the bat. How much time was left on the Vikings clock? Wasn't it about 30 seconds? I think it was less than that. I think it was like 24 seconds. Dan says it was 29 seconds. Okay, so they had less time to work with than the Broncos did, and they lost yardage right off the bat because of a false start and still found a way to win the game. Well, when you got Case Keenum with 29 seconds left, you just That's go true. for it, you know? Different deal. I mean, Case Keenum versus Peyton Manning with, you know, the same amount of time on the clock. <laughs> of course Case Keenum's going to pull that out. I know who I'm taking. Well, and Vic, you wonder why I hate John Fox so much. Is, is, has today provided a little clarity for why I can't you know stand he, John Fox so much? Wait, hold on, hold on. How do you know that was John Fox's call? Because he's the head coach of well, the but, football but how team? Do you know that was, how do you know that it was John Fox's call to take that knee? You don't know the answer to that question. You are speculating. Who are you suggesting took the name? I'm, I'm telling you that it's bigger than John Fox at that. I'm telling Ooh. you that there were several people involved in that in that knee at that point in the game. It wasn't just the head coach. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. You talk to everybody. You know, I wish they did a 30 for 30 where they narrated and they heard from every single player, from the quarterback, the OC, the head coach, the receivers. I guarantee you it's not just the head coach who made the decision to take a knee there. But he's also the head coach. He can put his foot down and say, no, we're not taking a knee. Okay. We're going to go let Matt Prater swig another fireball and then win this game for us. Good point. Oh, that's it, boys. We'll have more tomorrow, I'm sure. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate it. Uh, before we say goodbye, time for our Fired Up finale. This is the Fired Up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. So, yeah, I was, I was really, really bummed that day. I remember just sobbing uncontrollably for a little while but uh as far as how i treated raheem i never spoke to him again i i don't i don't remember ever really speaking to him again till uh maybe the fall camp wow. i remember walking in the building the next day and me and adam gates were sitting down next to each other just having breakfast just kind of crying in our milk and uh adam gates like man you, you played your butt off yesterday he's like man i i can't even look at raheem right now i i i can't even fathom being in his presence right now I feel bad for Joel Dreesen for having to force him to relive that game on this show today. 
That's your fault, H.W. You were a mean man. I think it was therapeutic 